G'day Swelly, it's Deadly here. How you going, you alright? We hope you're doing okay out there during these times of isolation and lockdowns and unprecedented global fear and uncertainty. Yeah, it's wild shit, but uh, if there's one thing to look forward to, it's getting back in that cone hole as soon as possible. These are tricky days and uh, we just hope that the lock-ins and the isolations aren't doing your head in too bad and that you're finding a way to keep calm, stay healthy and tap into your surf stoke in other ways. So right now we're in the process of getting all the leftover eps from the Are You Kidding Me and Up In Smoke tours together for you guys so that you can shove them in your ears ASAP. So the episode you're about to listen to is live from De Gong. It was the second show of our Are You Kidding Me tour and featured the raging bull Mark Ocalupo, the ever humble backside Nuna champion of the world, Mick Lowe, and the most legendary coal mining goofy footer in the history of the game, Terry Richo Richardson. This was recorded in November last year, and so there's a few little moments that may not fit into the current time schedule and everything that's going on, but you can figure out the rest for yourself. It was a fun night that started pretty late, but the swelly gongs were out in force and they gave it a crack. Finally, this episode is brought to you by Billabong and the final drop from their Metallica collaboration, the Injustice for All record. A masterpiece. And uh, if you're looking for something to do, maybe check out Why Not, the new clip from Griffy Colapinto, Seth Moniz and Ethan Ewing with one big griff hack in particular, her most mad. So there you go, Swellians. Hope you're doing good. Stay healthy. Stay sound. We'll see you back in the corn zone soon. Well, first of all, I like to say, and I ASP are gonna find me. I want to be a part of this fucking dumb wannabe tennis tour. You know, I think they got their his testicles so far up their mouths that this is bullshit. You know. I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about having won the world title and and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in, and just smack the quarterback, drop down, say bah. Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did battle some humongous waves. Oh, surf looks good, Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are bad. Get a haircut. Up the fucking gong. Up the fucking swellians. Yeah, shredheads, waxheads, kooks and barnies. Welcome to Ain't That Swell live from the gong. I'm your host for this evening, the two-time Gold Cone Peace Award-winning surf journalist, the punch-drunk pikey, the sultan of psilocybin, Scum Valley's finest himself, Samivi. And I'm joined here, as always, by my loyal co-host and friend, former frontman, well, current frontman, sorry, Vaughn, fuck, that was disrespectful. It's all right, mate, we're old. Frontman of the Goons of Doom, former editor of Tracks Magazine, Waves Magazine, Surfing World Magazine. So many dead trees in my history, mate. <laughs> so much roasted tarkine. Vaughn Deadly, how art thou, sir? Fucking stoked to be in the gong. Yeah, boy. Love this joint. Yeah. How good is this joint? Are they commission flats across the road? How fucking good's the gong putting commission flats across the road from the uni? That's where you put your battlers, mate. Look after your battlers. Don't put them out in the fucking boondocks. 
letting him perish a fucking gum disease and all that shit. Give him something to strive for. You know you're in an honest town, mate, when the commission flats are opposite the uni. Up the fucking gong, up the swellians. Because you just never know when a battler might just end up on stage hosting a big old fucking radio show. Thanks, mate. But, yeah, the gong, man. Tell us about it. What what are your experiences here at the gong? I've been coming down here for a long time. I've been getting pitched out of lips here since fucking 1997, dude. (laughs) It's uh, a great part of the world, man. It's just a great place where you can surf in industrial waste. You can get fucking heckled by psycho coal miner cunts. (laughs) Fucking... Just, uh, oh, man, it's just lips that'll fucking kill you five times before you hit the reef. Uh, some of my favourite all-time just core lord underground tube pig hellmen. Oh, I mean, who, fuck, who, like Dylan Longbottom. I saw Daz Longbottom here before. Fucking legend. Yeah, Great the Longbottoms. Up the Longbottoms. Oh, Ed the Pred Blackwell, the Predator, the Verge's <laughs> finest, fucking absolute king, Desert Point, fucking hell man, love the Pred. Oh, who else? Dean Bowen, absolute Maniac. fucking slab fiend, Chopes, hell man, legend. Richo, Lowy, I mean, they're coming on in a second, we'll get into all that. Yep. Yeah, my experience is uh, I came down here as a, a young grommet working for Tracks magazine to commentate the Conica All-Star Classic at... Standard point. I think my voice sounded a lot like uh, the teenager in The Simpsons, just like, We need some more secret sauce. Got any fruits or vegetables? Here's your taco, mister. Oh, you guys lowy on this one. <laughs> I don't know how I even managed to get that gig. Were you riddled with acne? Uh, yeah, no, I don't remember. But I remember uh, one of the best stories from the Conica was uh, everyone would, you know, Get together, all your heroes are there, you're just sort of a bit starstruck, and, and then they'd all tear in it. Is it Waves? Is that the club? Is that the one everyone went to? And uh, there was this classic urban legend, I'm sure you guys might know it, but one of the local pros, big one, big pro, was so sure of himself about hooking up when he'd go to Waves that he'd put 20 bucks on top of his fridge so that when he woke up the next morning, he didn't have to drive the girl home. <laughs> That's huge. That's the rumour. Do you know who it is? Any guesses? Oh, someone said it out loud, I think. (laughs) Uh, Must have been a good time to be a pro surfer down here in the the gong, mate, when uh, pro surfers wanted to be footy players and footy players wanted to be pro surfers. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I hope he's here tonight, but Rocket Rod Richard. uh, The Steelers' finest! Mate, a fucking... He's here! You're kidding me. That's oh. a haircut you can set your clock by and a fucking jaw you can break boulders with, mate. An absolute legend. <laughs> I spent so much of my youth watching Rod line up fucking goal kicks from the sideline and just slot him. And then, uh, was he? And then I fucking surfed the slabs around here with him too. Slotted yeah. a couple of fucking slabs, getting oh, the vision on you, Rod. Wanted to ask Mad. Him. Mad. always wanted to ask him, mate, what's scarier, going over the falls on one of the local slabs or getting stuck under Sam Bacco's armpit in a state of origin tackle? <laughs> <laughs> Be a close, 
Close call, those ones. But yeah, the gong, man, was actually my first encounter with professional surfing happened down here uh, at a nearby slab uh, with none other than our guest, Lowy, and I'll, I'll never forget it, you know, just sitting there and, and watching Lowy kind of stare out to sea patiently. And uh, it's a pretty heavy wave, this one. It, it pits, especially when it's bigger. But on this day, Lowy's just taking off and just fucking dutting it, just absolutely belting the shit out of it. Noon as he was like Long John Daly at the driving range, just funk, 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 just teeing off on it. And uh, oh, it was amazing. Just crazy backside power surfing, power blasts yeah. in the pocket, just fucking millimetre perfect every time. Yeah, man. And I just want to, you know, we're talking about the surfers down here. And also, fucking unbelievable shapers in this town from this region. Uh, big shout out to, you know, the Burns, Skip, DP. Nickel, fucking all the team who have, uh, you know, really created... A wonderful aura around shaping and making beautiful surfboards in here. So big... Up the shapers. Up the shapers. Up the fucking shapers. Let's get into it, Smitty. Let's get them on here. All right, uh, our first guest. I guess we'll just run the tape. Oh, no, you've got to spook the sponsors, mate. You oh, fucked fuck. up last night. Blew it. God, they're fucking filthy. Damn ass. it. So a big round of applause for our sponsors. Billabong, of course. They're number one. They're back in the swellings all the way. Up the bong. Up the bong, mate. Up the Bongos, Up the Bongos brothers. brothers. Uh, who else? We got custom footwear, official footwear of the Swellian team. Yep. And then uh, what else? Child, Child Sunnies and uh, Road Mics. Roll the tape. Standing swellings on your feet for hockey! Hello. Oops, doesn't work. Hello. Hello, Wollongong. It's good to be back. Wow. So far away, Ocky. You are so far away. Mate, Just uh, move a little closer. Let's start with these, this jacket. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, sehr gut, ja. Big in Berlin, ja. I like. <laughs> what do you remember about your modelling days for Billabong in the early, early years? Um, do you enjoy it? I've got a jacket like that. Just they're, br- they're bringing them back out. But, um, yeah, modelling days, not so flashy. Fucking oath, bring it all back. I feel like fashion just went so strook and boring. I want the fucking day glow, the pastels. It was an iconic era, man. It was. Hey, Flared babe. up the weddies and shit as well. <laughs> Flared up weddies. Hey, hey, babe, mate. Did you surf today? Yeah, yeah. Um, we were at Ulladulla last night and I woke up this morning and went for a surf. At, um, you're not allowed to name names down there, are you? Dolphin Point. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you can name names down there, just not here. Yeah, right. Until you leave uh, here, and then you can name names here. And then, yeah, so on and so forth. Yeah, had a surf this morning, yep. And uh, then we uh, drove up and stopped at the uh, blowhole, Kaima. It was working, which is good. Jumped in, swam out. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people do it, though. When I was a grommet, I went and looked at it. The swell was huge, and there was a guy jumping in there. It's crazy, but... You could lose your life, so I didn't jump in there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was a good trip. Drove up and, um, yeah. 
We're here. And Ock, you grew up in Cronulla, just up the road from here. You must have I done do a few, th- few stints down here. You got any oh, uh, yeah. memorable sessions in the gong zone? Yeah. Um, probably the most memorable sessions is Sandon Point. Is that Wollongong? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, definitely. Yeah. There'll be a couple of fucking bull-eye boys here for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know if you call it, the boys call it Donnies or something. I don't know if you call it Donnies. You can excuse my ignorance. But, but yeah, used to surf that um, when the swell was big. Used to come down and... Um, and uh, love that left there, beautiful left there, and uh, fond <laughs> memories with the man himself, Michael Lowe. And um, yeah, so lots of fond memories. You know, we used to compete down here too. I think there was an IBM, there was a seat like a major contest back in, back in the day. So um, yeah, good, good memories. Sick. All right, well, uh, let's get the next guest out. He's a keg on legs, a throwback to the Bob Hawke, David Boone era of Australian sporting greatness. He won Cloudbreak, he won France, he won Snapper Backside long before the bald-breasted Medina. Please welcome to the stage, Port Kembla's finest, the man in the hazmat suit, Mictory Lowe. I'm on Smoky. Lowy, we were talking backstage before. You said you've been a swelling for quite a long time. <laughs> I know. I'm actually swelling out. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been, mate? You look unreal. How's that tan? <laughs> I just got back from Indo with my son, so it's been great. Yeah, it's been fantastic. A couple it's... of cones over there, a couple, bit of ish. Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> thread a couple? Did you thread a couple of, a couple of hot ones? <laughs> I'm struggling to hear you. <laughs> or am I just ignoring the questions? <laughs> oh, no, I was just asking. Did you get a couple of tubes, you know, a bit of vision? Oh, tubes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I did, and I barely got to my feet, to be honest. <laughs> How are you surfing these days, Lowy? Shit house. Really? Because yeah. a, lot of, a lot of guys are getting older and saying they've never surfed better. Uh, That's not me. No? No, certainly not. My son is surfing much better than I am. Great. <laughs> Should we get so our that, last guest so that, so that answered that end of the conversation. Are you enjoying your surfing? It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's a tricky one. I still love surfing, but not when it's crappy. Like, I still love surfing really good waves, but we don't get very good waves very often. There's this... There's <laughs> and there's this four-letter word that called, it's called work... <laughs> That puts a dent in a lot of your surfing work, time. Work, 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 rent, 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 fuck off. <laughs> Bring back fucking Johnny Howard's surf team, mate. Bring back the rock and roll for the boys and the girls. More time in the juice. Well, let's get our last guest out and start ripping into some convos, Smivy. Fucking oath, vote one, Smivy. <laughs> Who we got? Well, we got fucking Terry Richardson, mate. The absolute iconic gong, toe-raggy hell man. Uh, I mean, he, he's kind of more your vintage than mine, Vorno. Was that uh, a, did I hear toe-raggy? Toe-raggy? Look, I'm not from around here, all right? Fucking hell, I'll take it easy. <laughs> well, let's get him out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. It's Terry Richardson. <laughs> 
get some surf waffle on, Smithy. So, Ock, let's start with you, mate. Um, we were mentioning before, you know, uh, trips down the coast, Cronulla just up the road. Uh, a lot of surfing world trips in particular used to venture down here. I know you did trips with uh, Huey and Bruce back in the day. Just how fun was it for you to get out of Cronulla and come to this, you know, beautiful natural landscape and just find the funnels? So fun. I'd, I'd done it from an, an early age. I used to steal my dad's car when he went, uh, drove from... <laughs> Colonel to... Uh, How old were you when you were stealing the car? About 14. What? Wow. And then he used to park at, at Cronulla train station to go to work in the city, and I got a key cut, and I uh, used to open it, and then drive down the South Coast Pipe, and then I'd come back, and, and I'd get the, try and get a car park real close, and he never noticed. <laughs> Getting a key cut. You're a step ahead of the game, Ock. You're a genius, mate. That's why you're on the big bucks. That's why you're the 99 world champ. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, who were you going down the coast with? Were you just solo or were you chucking? Yeah, no, I used to have that crazy guy, Gary Green, smoking weird stuff in the back. Uh, I think we got pulled up by the cops once and it was like chimneys and everything and I'm like, I had to jump out and explain myself. But, um, yeah, Greeny and uh, it was the main guy and Dog Marsh, yeah, and uh, his older brother. But just real fond memories. Um, he used to come down any chance I got, yeah. What was your favourite wave when you were coming down? Where were you heading? Where were the lights going? Well, you mean in Wollongong or further? Well, just in this general zone. Yeah, well, you know, um, I used to try and hit uh, South Coast Pipe, obviously, but if, if that was not happening... Winona was definitely a favourite spot of mine. Um, yeah. He is so sucking up to this crowd. This is bullshit. What do you mean? Are you kidding is that me? A spot? Are you kidding me? No, it's there. It is. It's t- Tower Raggi's better. Tower Raggi, <laughs> way better. <laughs> Ock, um, this is obviously a little bit older. You're not 14 in this shot, but this is huge. Well. Yeah, I mean, I guess it does look like a kind of a big wave. It's really high tide, and I guess, it, you know, it was a really good day. But uh, that, do you think it's a big wave for South Coast Flight, Michael? I'm not telling the crowd. Richo's going to get the shits. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, I went down with Richo, like... Um, well, not with Richo, but we met one time. I think I stole Tom Curran's car that time. <laughs> The one, <laughs> the one he won in the uh, in the contest, and with what's that guy, Steve, um, the filmer guy, Steve, someone, core, core, yeah, and it was hardcore, um, <laughs> but yeah, we went down and um, we surfed with you, and uh, you remember that day? Yeah, we were down there early in the morning, got it really good yeah. at this place down the coast. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm mentioning all the yeah, names. He's, nah, he's totally the, got the shits with you. Look, <laughs> the version of this that goes live to air will just bleep all the names of spots out. So fear not, Swellians. We're looking after the fucking core lords. It's all good. <laughs> so the truth of the matter was we got down there at six, just on dark, started surfing, barrels, everything, just perfect day. About 11 o'clock, wind come up, pretty strong, swell drop, a lot of people came running back up the track, and you and Steve Core came down the track. Let's go for a surf. We went, we've surfed for five hours. We're going home. So we turned around and come back and had a surf with you. So, yeah, that was good. Thank you. 
And this this is this <laughs> this footage ended up in the documentary, right? This is uh this made up the section in, in the documentary. What's that? This ended up being in, in included in the documentary. This uh this session is that what you're talking about? That the session just to place it in time. That's correct. Yes, that's correct. What, what do you remember this day? Oh. Do you have uh, any sort of... Yeah, that, this day we actually waited all day because it was washing through a bit. It was a bit big and then the tide got high in the afternoon and that, that was probably the climax. You're talking the shit again, mate. You're oh, giving geez. away secrets. You stop it. Why don't we just sit, here, like, sit here in silence for the next couple of hours then, eh? You know what? You two pricks have got to stop asking questions about all these spots. But that's what we're yeah. here for. No one knows exists. Mate, that's <laughs> still a secret spot. But uh, no, it is true. I didn't know it fucking held psycho six to eight foot cones like that. That's mind blowing. Did, can you remember, like, just paddling into that one? Do you remember this actual wave off? Uh, well, not particularly. <laughs> been a lot of life between that wave and now, Spivy. Very true. Many a cone has been packed and punched and spat out of since then. What about, oh, uh, what did you make of Richo when you first got down there and you saw him surfing this wave? Oh, yeah, just amazing, like, um, you know, the way, you know, he surfed in general, you know, like looking at Richo and um, in the Ombali um, pro and stuff and the way he surfed, uh, surfed lefts and, you know, he was a, uh, definitely a hero to me when I was growing up and I think we um, surfed a heat together down here too in the Mr. Juicy I think way back in the... Can I say Mr. Juicy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think that was actually at my beach. Yeah. Was that at Port? I, I think that's uh, politically correct, isn't it? I don't know if there's a, a Me Too movement for oranges yet, but it uh, might be on the card. I definitely had my but finger you, in the You're not allowed to say Port Kembler either, because that's where I live. But that's where the Connors was at. Feels like I'm stuck in, in the waves rock and place. And they still suck. <laughs> you get wedged into a corner, Rock. The boys are really right on you here. Um, what about you, Richard? What did you think of Ox surfing when you first saw him? I mean, you'd been surfing that way for years. Was that the first time you saw him surf, or did you see him uh, uh, elsewhere? That's the first time I saw him surf down at Pipe. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, he was pretty amazing. Yeah, it blew me out, blew a lot of guys out watching what he could do. And, you know, we just knew that it was a new era moving forward. And, you know, we just appreciate watching all the young guys come through and just do their thing. You weren't like, who's this little fuckweed? I'm gonna. F- nah, that was in the stubbies at Carlsbad, wasn't it? Tell us that story. <laughs> well, Tell us we that one, Richard. That first, but then we, you know, he wasn't a bad bloke. He shared his lunch with us, so we thought, okay, he's a pretty good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he have a tin of baked beans? What would you yeah. pack for your lunch when you drove down the? Would you do that? Pack a little lunch and stuff. I think Mum did. <laughs> but she didn't know about the key. Yeah, my, my mum was fine with the car. She knew I was doing it. She's like, because she drove me down there for years before that. She's like, okay, I could just go for it. I don't have to drive anymore. But uh, Ock and Richo, your careers like cross paths for a bit there. Um, I know you had a couple of heats together. Richo, you were telling me about a particular heat, uh, I think it was around the, the Stubbies Pro there in, when they had one in Carlsbad and I think Ock, you were under the, uh, the wise uh, and virtuos, virtuosic figure of Peter Manstead at the time. Uh, do, you, do you recall all this, this whole period? I think, Richard, you remember, don't you? Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's get it right. I was never managed by that guy. Oh, you weren't? Oh, no, he's a nine ball. Fuck yeah, right. Man. Yeah, no, no, I was being sarcastic. He was a full nine ball. But uh, remember this heat? Come on, Richo. Come on, man. You know I'm stitching you up. No, it was a good heat, mate. It was really good. First time did I you think... win? <laughs> did you I win? Did. Yeah, you win. I think I did. Yeah. That's why it was no, good yeah, heat, eh? If it was good. Yeah. So you, you, had, you, had, you had pots in the heat before. And <laughs> Creed's not here. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> mate, Richo's the original fuck pots, all right? <laughs> so uh, they had a heat together. And uh, what happened before the heat? Uh, Manstead, who's, you know, tell us a bit about Peter Manstead, by the way. I mean, I, he might be sleeping with the fishes, so I think you can say whatever you want. I don't think he can sue you or anything. Now, before the heat um, with Martin Potter, there was Peter Manstead and him standing about, I don't know, two metres away. And um, Pete's going, look, you're going to flog this old dog. He's dead, you know. Just go out and surf your heat, surf rings around him. And I could hear he words. So I was getting really peeved off with it all. So we paddled out and we're trying to get priority and I've just accidentally elbowed him, put, <laughs> put him off his guard. Little Spanish bow to the back of the head. Yeah. Cop that, elbow, zah. <laughs> yeah, well, back in the day, it really didn't matter that much, so you could sort of do the odd slide thing. So I didn't realise, but it actually threw him off his game and enabled me to win that heat, so I was pretty stoked. On you, Richo. Yeah, I'm assuming he was probably slightly concussed from that. Um, well, that was the idea. <laughs> Well played. Because he was pretty fucking good back then. <laughs> Both Richo and Potts. Precisely. What about... And do you remember the heat with Ock? Do you remember the heat, Ock? With him and Potts? No, with uh, you and Richo. <laughs> um, I thought you were about Potts. <laughs> <laughs> well, from what Richo was telling me before, I think Ock might have been a bit concussed after that exchange too, mate. <laughs> might have been another Spanish bow coming Ock's way. Not particularly. <laughs> uh, no, um, I, you know, the one I remember most was, I think, was the Mr. Juicy Pro down here. We, and we surfed in the, was it the final? Or my memory's shot. Could be a long night. The Mr. Juicy Pro, there was me and Derek Hine and Paige in the final. So. Sorry, I might have <laughs> slipped in there somewhere. Well, Never let the truth interview with a good story. Come on, Richard. <laughs> right, I'm moving right along. Uh, we were talking about the, the super skins that they used to have down here. And, uh, you know, I know Lowy surfed in it, did really well. Uh, did you actually surf it here at Sand and Turwell? I did, yeah. I surfed in that. Um, Roy Norris had a great idea. You know, he started that concept. Love to get it, uh, get it back. Um, but, yeah. yeah we I, loved Roy. Yeah, we loved Roy. He was all time. And, uh, yeah, I surfed in that. Yeah, I think I won a few skins. That were 2,500 per skin, not like Bell's was 5,000. But, um you know, had to yeah. mention that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, why do you reckon that format? I mean, there's so many different sort of tweaks and twerks on uh, the formats of surfing, but that one seems to really work. Twerks? Don't know. Don't know what I'm saying. Isn't, isn't that when you fucking put your jute on the floor but and why like, did, why, did, why did that one work for you, Ock? What did you like about it? Yeah, I loved it because, you know, like, you could... Um, you could claim your wave and come in. That was the good thing about it. I, you know, the, especially the time at Bell's when I won that, all those skins. So did Sousa would have, he would have claimed every wave in, the, in, that, <laughs> in that bloody contest. 
<laughs> like they, the judges would have gone, what are you claiming? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. So you could, like, nominate your wave, you know, put your hands up and come in, they give you the score, and then the other guy has to beat it. So I, I'd just, like, do it pretty much first wave, and then the other guy, you know, they don't really see what you did. You know, they hear the score, and then they just wait. You know, they often wait it out and, and don't get the score, but... Yeah, it was exciting. It was, it was an awesome event. The locals did really well in it. remember seeing Chad Ryan surf extremely well in that event. Uh, Jake Spooner surfed well in it as well. Lowy, you won, you, you won a few skins down there too. What do you remember of the Conic? Because it was a pretty funny event. I mean, Roy was basically a lunatic in a lot of ways, wasn't he? No, I really enjoyed Roy and he rest his soul. But he, um, you know, he had concepts that were just awesome and he, and he had a crack. Do you know what? I've, I've got no problems with people having a crack. It's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. But anyway... What are your memories of your heats in that event over the years? Well, I won a bit of money once. But the the, the biggest memory of that Skins event is Mick Fanning at 17 not being allowed in the pub to collect about 35 grand and then going down to Bells and winning the next event as a wild card. Wow. 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 Well, I wanted to go back to the genesis of Low, if we could, because I understand you were, you know, uh, basically conceived, born and raised in a steel mill here at Port Kembla. <laughs> and and uh, I just... Mate, you know, it, so... it was actually Windang Jet. <laughs> Sorry, so go, easy, go easy on the Windangians. Not the Swellians, the Windangians. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet these Windangians. Do they have uh, one or two heads? <laughs> it's, uh... Them's fight words. <laughs> <laughs> this could be really interesting later on if these two keep going. <laughs> but yeah, tell us a bit about your parents and uh, how you ended up uh, down here. Well, they lived here the whole time and I got born here. That's probably a start. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what, what do they do for a living? And like, yeah, oh, dad, us- dad was just a, he's a working class man. Mum was a stay-at-home mum and Dad was a mad keen surfer. We grew up in Windang, and um, whacking yeah, like, it at Windang. Mm. Yeah, go easy on Windang. <laughs> no and waves around there, really. No, 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 there's no waves there. And yeah, just just ended up. Yeah, just Dad was a mad keen surfer, and I got into bodyboarding when I was about six, and then about eight or nine, just got a, a surfboard and just went surfing and loved it. Mm. So that's, a, that's about how it started and, yeah, that's it. I remember your junior career was, like, off the hook. Is it true that, like, when you were 13, you won every comp for the whole year, something like that, in your junior career? Oh, I think it was a bit later than that, Vaughan, and that's one of the reasons why I'm trying to keep my son from competing because you just get burnt out. Mm. You, you know, you need to develop your own style in surfing. You need to enjoy the passion of going surfing and... On weekends, you need to chase waves where the waves are best. You don't need to compete all the time, you know. And I think there's a big difference now with kids these days. They're just driven to get coached and they're driven to surf, you know, every weekend in a contest or board riders or whatever. You just need to go surf. You, want, you don't want to peak at 18. You want to peak at 24. So that's, you know, that's just where I'm driving my son. Mm. Sage advice from Port Campbell's finest... And, Lowy, um, you know, you're a junior world champ and, uh, like your sparring partner, Taj Burrow, at that age, you, you qualified for the tour on your first go on the QS, uh, but he passed it up. You didn't. 
Can you tell us about that year? Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> I actually didn't qualify that year. So I actually started really well. I think I got a fifth on the Goldie. And then I think I got another good result maybe after that. And they used to have like two um, like big events in Japan that were worth like double, two stars. And I got beat by Derek Ho in both. And then, so that sort of stuffed me. And then, unfortunately, Jake Spooner got a hold of me and that was the end of it. <laughs> but, he, but we had a good time. <laughs> so when you were, like, how old were you when you qualified, do you remember? Yeah, I was 19. 19. So yeah, I was, who, straight, who I was the... straight out of school. Who were the uh, who were the the big dogs on tour? Uh, we often ask this question when we've got you know guys on the panel because you hear so many conflicting stories. Hoyo reckons he got on tour and he was looked after, but he didn't care too much about the older guys and what they said. But it wasn't so bad. What about you? Did you have to deal with sort of you know the big bullies, the alpha males? Well, I remember this one year at G Land, and now it's back on tour. Thank God. Although. I'm, I'm pissed off because it was been off the radar and been going there for a few years. Poto looked at me on a wave at Speedy's and just looked at me and went, fuck off, Junior. <laughs> it just burnt me, made me straighten, straighten out straight on the reef and then I just saw footage of the boat. He just got barreled the whole wave. So, I mean, it was... Back then it was totally different. Like, oh, he can attest to that. Like, it was... It was who else was there? I think Damien Hardman might have got me that year, maybe. Duma. Duma got, Duma got so me. So what, what was it but like? Duma was cool, though. But you, you, All three of you guys can answer this question, right? What was it like surfing heats against a guy like Damien Hardman who was so just all about, you know, tactics and not just, you know, using his surfing but using the game and then surfing against someone like Kong who was just, you know... Well, I, I can attest to that because... I qualified the same year Rocky did. And I used to hassle the shit out of him. <laughs> and he was a much better surfer than I was, so I used my own tactics against him. So <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Well, there's two ways you can do it, right? You can, you can use those mind games or you can just try and rely on, the, on the, the pure talent that you got. You need both. But oh, what, was, what was it like surfing each against Dilma? He's like You never even hear people talk about him that much anymore. He's one... Two world titles. Yeah, he has. I mean, they called him the Iceman and, uh, you know, he was definitely not a flary surfer by any means, but very calculated and um, put the wave from start to finish perfectly and um, he won a lot of heats. What was his demeanour like in a heat? Could you, could you crack him? Would you talk to him? Like... Uh, no, nah, he wouldn't talk. Nah, he'd just um, go about his business. Um, pretty straightforward. He was a pretty straight shoot, you know, pretty straight guy when, when he was young. But kind of still is, but... What, 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 <laughs> I'm just curious to know, I'm just going to press you one more time on this, because, like, when you've got a heat against him, right, it's, it's coming up, what would you go through your head? Would you just be like, fuck, i just got to surf out of my skin and blast the back out of this shit? Or what would you, you know, how would you approach a heat against someone like Duma? Um, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, well, I'm know. just thinking, like, the guys must have the same sort of thing when they come up against Medina now, because he's just so fucking ice cold. That, <laughs> <laughs> uh, However, he's so, he's so good. Well, what yeah, about... There's a little bit of a difference between Damien yeah. Harbin and Gabriel Medina, I'll tell you. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, he was good, you know, he was really good and you always knew he was going to put, you know, a couple sevens on the board, so you knew you'd ha ha have to do something different, you know, for sure. What about you, Richo? Who was the, who was the animal when you were surfing heats? Who was just someone you just thought, oh, fuck no, not this guy? Well, MR was pretty much the man back then and um, Tom Curran come along and took over his crown. But to answer what Ock was just on about, um, I think... Ock had just raw talent and he'd just rely on those set waves to come to him and then he'd be unbeatable, basically. Whereas Duma just went out with a plan that he just sat there and just got that wave and just went off his repertoire right to the sand and that was the difference, you know. If Ock's wave didn't come, Duma would win and, and vice versa. And is that something that all you guys have? Like, would each guy you surfed against you had a plan against? Like, you knew their little weaknesses or their strengths? Yeah, a lot of the time you think about their weaknesses or you work on their weaknesses naturally. But I think, you know, when you get towards the semis, stuff like that, everyone's pretty much as good and it just comes down to that wave, you know. Like, I might get that first wave and you paddle over, there's nothing there. So what are you going to do about it? Nothing to do about it. So, and all these guys that agree, I think, that it just comes down to that the right way picking the right way if you get it and get a 10 next guy's just left sitting there nothing to do about it i hate to i used to hate looking at the drawer and seeing who you had you think about them too much you know and then you're kind of putting your energy into them instead of yourself so i wouldn't like to you know see you know what he i mean or who you had i missed a few heats but um <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of, <laughs> I was just thinking how good that would be. Like, Oki grabs his singlet, he paddles in, and he goes, oh, oh, I got you. Oh. Oh, this will be interesting. <laughs> but what That's about exactly the poor bastard who says, I got Oki? <laughs> Fully. What about you, Lowy? Who did you love putting the nail into? Who did you love it? Who did you, who did you have game over? I, I didn't put the nail into anyone. <laughs> I wasn't that good. Come on, mate. You don't win three CTs or four or five or six or however many won without... It was three. It was three, wasn't it? And there was three flukes. You can fluke it three times. <laughs> That's all it was, mate. I'm Give guaranteed. yourself a... Come you on, know, You know what? I wasn't the most gifted surfer like him or him, but I could create a heat, and that's what we're talking about here. Like, I could go out, like, I, when I beat Kelly up at, at Snapper. Yeah, here it comes. Yeah. It wasn't even in the final, but guys, don't clap it. <laughs> yeah, he's not gifted, is he? You know. It wasn't in the final. It was in the quarters. We're going to start the show off with that when I beat Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He just, he just, it was in the quarters, I think, or the semis, and... Luckily, the cyclone had come through and absolutely just destroyed the bank. So all the locals that used to live up there, they sucked because the bank was totally different. And so Kelly let me have the inside. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then, you know what? He looked at me like I didn't exist. And then I just went, OK, well, I'll just get the inside. And the best wave of the day came through. And I... 
That's the only way I could be. You fucking teed off on it, mate. <laughs> However, that's the only time I've ever beaten him in 11 times. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen the footage, though. You are just nooner alert the whole way down the point. Just bang, 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 one after the other. Just full nerd alert, hey. Oh, nerd mate, alert. Noon, noon, noon. No, nerd alert, nerd alert. <laughs> but you know what? With that question, what you've got to remember here is the conditions, you know what I mean? Like... If I got Lowy and it's Pipe or Chopu, I'm in trouble, all right? But, you know, if you got Damien Hardman, you're sweet. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> oh, I love well, that. Well, you know, I'm, I don't mean to pick on Damien, but, for example, if I got Victor Rebass or something, at Chopu, I'm, I'm good, right? If I got Lowy, I'm in trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's all due to conditions. But, but you know what, though? <laughs> He's on a boat with um, Damien Hardman in about... Two weeks. No, <laughs> yes, you are. When? On the harbour cruise. Oh, yeah. No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll release that the day after. Hey, um, look. Well, well, <laughs> I thought I was yeah, going on a boat trip or something to Mattawis and my manager hasn't told me. <laughs> This is so good. Are you guys having a good time so far? All right. Well, speaking of um, competitive animals, you guys, both of you, were re- really close with Andy Irons, right? Uh, Absolutely. Oh, you travelled a lot with him. Lowy, you, you guys were basically peers. You, you grew up through the juniors together and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I was very lucky to know him, yeah, for sure. Um, we've, while I was, like, doing the research for this show, we, we found this clip. It's from 2002... And it's a wave of Andy Irons. And just watch this. This is second reef pipe. I remember this wave. I was on the beach. This is goosebumps. Come on, Shmoo, get out with it. Look at this. Fuck off. Dude. Two roundhouse cutties on the fucking second reef. Takes off belly sliding. Who does two roundhouse and never mind take off on their tummy? Dude, that, I mean, this to me... This actual heat, remember when he went right and he went over the falls on his head and um, somehow didn't kill himself, like, far out. Sorry, sorry, I was just going to say, this is to me, this is 2002, right? So he wins the world title this year and... This was the first time that Kelly had sort of been dethroned from Pipe in a long time, and it's the real start of shit starting to go pretty sour between those two. You guys were in the thick of that. Like, what was it like? Oh, Andy, you know, he hated Kelly with a passion. He just wanted to beat him so bad, and no-one had his number as good as Andy. Those, um, you know, it was Hawaii against Kelly, really. You know, I mean, you know, like... uh, and those finals that they had were intense. You know, I was staying with Andy, so Andy was so psyched to beat him. And, um, you know, it just drove him. You know, it, Andy was really driven by, by Kelly. And, um, you know, and uh, when he got his number there at Pipe, and it was good to see. I mean, you know, we're all staying together, so it, it was good. Lowy, what, what was he like as a Grom? You were competing against him right, right from the very word go. Oh, he was... He was always better than all of us. Like, and he was just so uber-talented, but he was loose. And, um, but he was such a good human. Like, we did a, a junior tour 
like I don't know if you, I, don't, I can't remember what it was called, but the ones like Alley Oop or something. Yeah, Alley Oop. With yeah. Jack put together. Yeah, Jack. And um, you know, Jack was such a great filmmaker. He's you know he's still, thank God he's still here. He's a good good dude. And um, I just remember, like we had like hour long heats, and there was like these three hot chicks uh, swimming in Foster. So he just he decided not to wear a leg rope. And he just lost his board, so he'd go talk to the chicks. <laughs> and and, and that, that's just the type of bloke he was. He was just like, whatever. And then he got serious. And when he got serious, that shit happened. Yeah, he was, you know, he was unbeatable. In my eyes, those few world titles he won, he was unbeatable. Like Kelly, I think even though they had that rivalry, I think Kelly was in awe of Andy's raw talent. Because Kelly's always been the guy that's done yoga and done all this. <laughs> but Andy's, Andy's just raw talent was just amazing. He was, he was a real good dude. And, yeah, I miss him a lot. What's the secret to uh, getting Kelly's number? Like, how, do you, do, how do, you, do you get up in his grill? Like, do you, you know, how do you rattle Slater's cage? Or how did AI rattle Slater's cage? Just got it in his face. He really did. Um... You know, Kelly used to like to chat and Andy wouldn't give him the chat he wanted, you know, and he'd be in his face just going, I'm going to beat you. And Kelly, you know, didn't like it. And, um, you know, and when the proof's in the pudding, when he was smoking him, you know, like Kelly kind of went into his shell for him, you know, uh, which doesn't happen often. But, you know, I'm sure Kelly really respected Andy and how, it, you know, especially in, in big waves. So, you know, it was mutual. You know, they became good friends after their rivalry and, um, you know, yeah. What about your heats personally, both of you, uh, with Andy? Any memorable heats? I know, Lower, you had the final at Quickie was against Andy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was, it was a, again, it was on that shitty bank and, you know, I just got lucky, to be honest. Oh, come Probably. on, Lowy, mate. Fair dinkum. Luckiest You won the fucking Quicksilver Pro, mate. Like, First backside on. of the winner. Like, I've, I've re-watched the final a couple of times, and Andy probably should have beat me. And after that, after that final, you know what they did? They ch- actually changed the rules. They said, you can't go up and down. You need variation in the bloody... On the way. I'll fucking tell I, the I, I made mate. them change the bloody rules. <laughs> I'm telling you, the year after that, they just went... You can't go up and down 85 times and get the score. <laughs> and he's doing these big old finners and doing this shit. And I'm just going bang, 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 that's bang, what it, bang. That's what it's going to stay. That's what it's going to stay on your uh, tombstone, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mick Lowe, bloke who changed the rules after I winning. Cha- the- I actually <laughs> changed the rule book. <laughs> he's from was- the gong, mate. What do you expect? <laughs> so jealous of Lowe winning Snapper. Never did myself. Yep. You still yeah. got your name on the step, but Yeah, I wanted my name on that step. I wonder. Oh, I got, got a second to Dingo Morrison one year with. So the, the the Snapper Surf Club has steps that go from you know ground level up to the bar, and all the winners have their names on those steps. I reckon every bastard's been a Snapper Surf Club here. Come on. Oh well, have you? Who's who's that a schnitty at, right. at Snapper Surf Club? I'm just explaining for the crew at home as well. Lowy's like the uh, he's like the microphone police tonight, isn't he? You can't say that. Don't say that name. But no, just job. being a fellow goofy footer, you know. Like I mean, because I think he was the first goofy to win it. What or, about 
What about oh, uh, any memorable heats with Andy? Just just, oh, yeah. just before we leave the topic, because yeah, yeah, the one at Bell's for sure. Um, uh, you know what? It was you know Andy. It was kind of my one of my last years, and Andy said, "I'll give you priority," and and Andy was such a generous guy, and I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, it's yours." So I got a good wave with priority, and then um, Andy was kind of it was pretty even at the end, and. Um, and uh, right at the end, it was a big bell too. It was like eight foot, ten foot, and uh, and then um, I got dropped off on the ski near the boy side priority, and I'm paddling back just off the boy, and Andy had priority, and I um, and a ten foot set came, and Andy couldn't get it. He had to duck dive, and he's like just laughing, going fuck. <laughs> and uh, I had a smile on my face, and um, there was a good wave of you know, it gave me nine point nine nine, which you freaking believe. Never had a 10, but uh, Andy, Andy, um, Andy was stoked for me, you know. He was just that stoked for me, like, literally. And, uh, you know, he's just, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> kidding me? And Andy loved that saying. Andy loved saying that. And, uh, Lowy, oh, I want to know, like, what was the, uh, the best surfing you ever saw him do, AI? I mean, Mexico was pretty fucked up. <laughs> wow, well, I've seen a lot, man, um... Yeah, but Chopu for sure. Me too. And, what, what you, and, and, and Pipe. I mean, you know, just a couple stories. Like one day at Pipe, uh, it was, you know, I think we're, it, just before the event started, it was huge. It was like 20 foot and we waited for this wall to come down and Andy had a big night. Uh, woke up about lunchtime <laughs> and um, waxing up his board. You know, no one was out there. And um, oh, there could have been a couple guys out there, but... We're saying it off the wall, and um, that's where Andy paddled out every time um, to get to pipe. And it was 15 foot, and like that paddle, it was life and death. And those, he's con- like, those big second yeah, wave washers. And he's like, ox spot for me, you know? And I'm like, you can't paddle out there today. And he's like, yes, I am. And I'm like, and Lindy's like, Lindy's like almost crying, just going, don't, Andy. And he's like, yep, come on, ox spot for me. And I'm like, shit. Fuck. I've got his life in my hands right there. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Go and Andy's such a fast paddler, he made it. And um, Kobe Abbott tried to follow him and got absolutely smoked. But, um, you know, at Pipe, just seeing him surf back door and Pipe, but at, at Chopu, like uh, one morning, Andy and Bruce were out there and it was like 15 foot. We didn't get our boards, all our boards didn't come. And I was like, please, I don't want my board <laughs> yeah, to come. Yeah, fucking And I was so fucking happy <laughs> they didn't come. Sticks. <laughs> And um, so every time people got their boards, they were at the next heat, so they had to redo all the heats, and I'm like, I don't want my boards to turn up. Anyway, that morning... I was the same. I was like, don't come. Please, boards, do not come. (laughs) That morning, Bruce and Andy, they'd already been there for a while, so they had their boards, and Bruce and Andy were out there that morning just going toe-to-toe, and it was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen, like Andy just taking the freaking most ridiculous Because Because you think about, like, you think about Andy and Kelly's rivalry... But Bruce and Andy had a big one too. Fully. They had, you know, if Andy took off on a 10-footer, Bruce was going to take on an 11-footer, and then Andy would take off on a 12-footer. That's, that's how they rolled as well. And, that, like, talk to, talk to us about the dynamics of that rivalry, how it played out in the water, because, you know, on land, they were fucking punching on and shit. Like, they were, you know, they'd rip they, into they each other hard. They had a fight, like a punch-up before they Bruce did, won the Eddie. Yeah, but they did, yeah. We were playing um, poker and... Um, and, oh, uh, you were there, Rock? I yes. Was there. Oh, yes, I was. <laughs> feed us, feed the Swellians. 
Yeah, we were playing poker and um, Bruce came and wanted his poker set back and then he didn't want to give it to him. They had a full punch up out the front. It was the, the pipe was on the next day. I mean, sorry, one male was on the next day and um, still got it. Uh, this, thing, this thing shits me too. Yeah, get... It's like I won the pokies or something on my arm. I got three lemons and a cherry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, I was trying to rip it off. But, uh, but um, Andy, you know, like, that next... You know, Bruce won that day, but Andy took the big wave that day too. Another time I was standing next to Lindy and there was like a 30-foot set came through. And everyone's just scratching, close out set, everyone's scratching for the horizon and Andy's the last one not, pat, not scratching for the horizon. And we're like, what is he doing? And he swung around and took it. Made the drop and it got absolutely smoked. But that was Andy, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, crazy. Uh, the shots on the, of uh, Bruce lifting up the check, you can see in those photos he's got a black eye. That's crazy. And, <laughs> And, you know, it, just, it must have just driven Andy mad because Bruce got the Pipe Masters before him. It, w- it wasn't even a CT that year. So, like, it was invitational, every single heavy surfing in it. He just sort of, like, did it all so easy, Bruce. Was this, and you were, you were mates, really good mates with Bruce too. You travelled together. Yeah, travelled together with Bruce, yeah. Were you, were you playing, like, the sort of... I was a mediator for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what I yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you were getting in between them when they were throwing haymakers. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, mate, there was big Hawaiian guys standing around there making sure no one got in between. <laughs> you know, and nowhere near it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, all three of these blokes know how to surf pipeline, and um, yeah. I, I want to just pick you out here, Lowie. You're probably going to say it was a fluke, but <laughs> you did finish runner-up in the Pipe Masters with uh, a 10-point ride. A, it I think was a it was 10. Are what? you kidding me? We have got footage of it. Cue it up. Cue it up. Pop the of this thing. Are you kidding me? Look at the drop on this thing. Oh! Oh, my it. God. Look at this. Look at this angle. Talk us through it, Lowy. That thing was fucked up. You get a 10-point ride like that. Talk us through the drop, Loic. So I'm imagining right, like, just as you get into your toes, your testicles are right up around your throat somewhere. No, I was just too unfit. That's why I paddled so slow. <laughs> Otherwise, someone else would have got in early. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, like, uh, yeah. just... Fuck, man. Just talk to us about that wave. Like, tell us about... Everything you remember about it, right from like when it first stood up, I'm sure it probably capped on second reef a bit, and yeah, nah, just talk no, through it. Was, it's, that's probably still the best wave of my life. Like just, just the circumstances. No, nah, <laughs> it's Tauroji. <laughs> no, just the circumstances surrounding it too. It was like um, I was against Dorian in the quarters. And um, he was smoking me, and I needed, like, a 9.7. And there's a boiler pipe. You know the boiler? Yeah. And there's a boil there that the swell was super west. It was really, really west. And you can get behind the boil when it's really west. And if you need a big score, you need to go deep. And so I just went, oh, f- fuck it. I'll just paddle over here. <laughs> Not a minute after, that wave came through... And I got it, 
and obviously I claimed like Medina. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good one. And I paddled out and Dorian goes, Mick Lowe, you just got a Ted. And, and Dorian goes, should have been a fucking good one. And I went, it's the best wave of my life, mate. And then he went the wave behind and got smoked and went, you suck. <laughs> what? No way. Yeah. And I just went, well, I, oh, well. And then by the time, that's the way I roll. I'm shit or bust. That, like, I either wipe out or I make it. That's, that's just the way it is, you know. And then I got, I, 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 got to, I, I got to Machado in the final and I was just eating shit and he was riding a 7-6 and just going... <laughs> was that actually the noise he was making as he yeah, was getting excited? Because when yeah, I watch him, sir, yeah, it kind of looks yeah. like he's making that noise. I'm stuck on the reef and he's going... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going... Oh, well... Second pipe's all right. <laughs> and I'm just... By the time I got in, I was just on the beach like a beach whale, just going... <laughs> I'm cactused. Yeah, so I'm actually the only bloke ever to get three seconds in Hawaii. I've got second at pipe, I've got second at Hull Even, second at sunset. But if I had done them in the same year, I would have won the Triple Crown. But it was over 15 years. <laughs> It took me a long time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, can you, just to go back to that, that 10, like, I mean, talk us through the drop. Like, what are, you, what are you looking at as you're paddling into something like that? And what are you thinking? And, and how do you decide when you're too late? Because if you, you're fucking too late and you go on something like that, don't you die? Like, what happens to you? Well, you're not, you're not thinking about that when there's a bunch of people on the beach. <laughs> You've got jet skis on the, in the channel. <laughs> Maybe if you're out there by yourself, turn your phone off, Ock. What's going on? Put him on speaker. Hello, Joel. Put him on, put him on speaker. Hello, Joel. Hello, Joel. Joel, it's Lowy. How are you, mate? <laughs> hey, Joel, you're on the Swellians. How's New Zealand? Sorry, we're just doing this uh, five podcast here, so we're just doing uh, <laughs> it. But guys, I just want to say a big thank you, Ronnie Blakey. Oh, thanks, Ronnie. Ronnie, could you save my ass? Ro- <laughs> Love you, Ronnie. I owe you one. You're the best. And your brother still loves you. <laughs> hey, Joel, I'll call you back. <laughs> 2012 world champ, Joel Parkinson, making a guest appearance. How good's that? He's got a nose for a night like this, doesn't he? Oh, you can sniff it out. I, I reckon... Well, is, Mark, that, is that the first time that's ever happened? Well, just... Everyone's probably wondering what's going on. I was supposed to be in New Zealand with Joel, and um, I was like, no, nah, I'm doing the swelling And I'm going all and gone. Yes, up the gong. So where were we? <laughs> back, back, back to the ten, and, and uh, oh. when you were thinking like, uh, oh my god, I'm fucking dead here, or uh, f- 
Fuck, I've actually got a sniff at this thing. And how you decide? Ah, oh, well, I needed a 10, so I'm going to have a crack. <laughs> it's as simple as that. So if I wipe out on the beach, there's people to revive me and stuff, so I'm just going to have a go. That's true. I think B. Dervidge was thinking along the same lines before he cracked his pelvis in two. And, uh, yeah, pre- yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. But he didn't make his butt. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he needs reminding you that, mate. But, uh, and, and just describe what it fucking looks like in a tomb like that, man, because, I mean, very few people in this crowd are going to get the opportunity to experience a 10-foot pipe cone. Oh, come on, mate. You're not getting coned a 10-foot pipe. Let's be real. <laughs> like, Aussie pipe, maybe, but, you know. Fuck, they back themselves down here, oh, don't right. they? <laughs> but, yeah, talk to us about the Viz, Lowy. What was the Viz like, mate? Yeah, what's it look like? Did you have to play a bit of backgammon with the phone ball monster to get out of that thing? Like, No, I had my eyes shut. <laughs> <laughs> That's the honest truth. Because I didn't think I was going to make the drop. <laughs> no, anyway, so as I pumped, I came through and it spat. Because normally pipe spits at the end, right? But it spat inside the barrel and I couldn't see a thing. And then I just held my line and then it cleared and I'm like I'm going to make this thing and then I had to do a little pump up and hence my bloody oh yeah (laughs) I just dropped in on Andy he would would never have forgiven me for that (laughs) oh another claim anyway let's let's compare claims anyway yeah so that's what happened in that contest, like, it was all-time pipeline. Uh, you know, what are, the, what are the interactions like between competitors on days like that? Like, are you, are you, I mean, you, I guess you just explain kind of Dorian was pretty off it, but are you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you psyching each other up or, like, are you, is it just the same old heat? Like, what are the dynamics? Mate, you've got priority, so you can do whatever you want, mate. You just, like, sit there and you go, oh, mate goes, you go on this one, I'm going nah. He yeah, goes, but you go on this one. I'm going. Well, what about yeah. you guys, Richo? You would have been surfing six man yeah. heats apart. Six man heats. Six man heats, mate. So that wasn't you priority. You didn't that elbow was... him before you got that way. Pardon? You didn't give him an elbow before you caught that way. <laughs> Where's your tactics, Mick? How is that guy? How's that barrel? That was just insane. Only only a Wollongong guy could do that. Well, yeah, up they go. How proud are we of this guy? Amazing. Like that. That's insane. Yeah, it's, it's starting to... Uh, you can could, you could leave that on all night. You're not going to get anyone here complaining. Just stop it. You're making me embarrassed. No. I, what, what was it like? You know, Lowy said, easy with, with priority. You know, there's not too much banner. You're doing this and that. What was it like in a six-man heat? Must have insane. been hell. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just describe... kind of hassle. You're like little rats fighting over a bit of cheese, you know? It's like... <laughs> Oh, we were getting smashed by the wines. Really? Back in the day, like, all these, these young guys, they just had a cream, mate. We just sit back after we retire and just look at them and go, and just in awe going, mate, you've got it so good. But, I mean, yeah, six-man heats. I remember being out there with Carol and Larry Blair and Dane Kirloa, Michael Ho and Jerry. And you're going, what the shit am I going to do? Fuck, mate. That, you know? That sounds like someone... Sounds I like someone's bedroom. a couple of them, but it didn't really, you know... There's like a 200-pound moke there going, hey, bro, 
don't do that again. <laughs> and you're like, I ain't doing nothing again, buddy. So, so yeah, we, we got put in our place pretty quick. Who was, the, who was like the, you know, have, did you have heats where you were dead set just getting stared down and, and blokes were just going, don't even look at that wave? Oh, yeah. We'd, um, I'd be out in, with Derek Ho and Michael and one of the local boys would just go, don't catch this wave. And you just didn't catch it because you didn't want to die, you know. The guy was going to kill you, not the wave. Fair enough. Yeah, so there's a few, there's a few heats like that where you just didn't go because you were told not to go, you know. You'd size him up and think, oh, no, I can't beat you. Wow, that's so crazy. So you just paddle off, you know. And Sorry. No, I was just going to say to Richard, what would you have done, like, if it meant your career, though? Would you have had a crack? Oh, yeah, we had a crack. Yeah. The best crack I had at Pipe, I got into the semis and I got a fourth. I thought, oh, well, you know, you suck. And, um, and then Buttons in the next semi, he got a fourth and they put him in the final. So I went up to Randy Rarick and said, well, he got in the final. Why can't I get in the final? And he goes, just shut up, Richo, and go to the side. <laughs> so I just oh. got pushed aside and I was like pretty deflated because I went to the Commonwealth Bank at Coral and borrowed money just to get over there for that. That sucked. But, um, you know, we done it pretty, really, we done it pretty tough back then. Like, I went to Hawaii my first year. I worked at the slaughter yards at Balambi to get 35, 40 bucks in my pocket. Went over there, he'd strike up the North Shore. I was going to sleep on the beach, but a couple of buddies of mine let me sleep in their garage off Sunset. And it happened to be PT and Kanga. And PT said, there's a 12-foot swell at pipe, Richo, you should be down there. And I said, I haven't got a board, mate. And he goes, well, look, I've got my favourite pink 710. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't break it. Do not break it. I said, no worries. So I paddled out, got one wave, thought, yes, I'm, I'm Jerry Lopez, you know. <laughs> Second wave, I broke it. <sighs> I felt so bad. And even worse when I gave him the two pieces. But, yeah... I mean, we had to go and in the post. That 40 bucks could have stuck it back together, though, right? Well, the story to that money was I spent three weeks in Hawaii and then I got back to the gong and I had 10 bucks left. <laughs> so I was stoked. Fuck. And I broke three other guys' boards, none of mine. <laughs> I was about 17 at the time. Yeah. Are it was pretty tough. fucking kidding me? Richo works in a slaughter yard in Balambi, gets 40 bucks to his name, he hikes to the North Shore, borrows a board, gets fucking coned out of his dial, and gets back with still enough for a fucking foily, a meat pie, and a fucking can of coke. <laughs> you fucking kidding me! <laughs> fucking king! <laughs> oh, that is unbelievable, Richo. Ladies and gentlemen, please pause for a quick intermission. Tulsi Watch. That's right, our Supreme Leader, the Swellian Queen, the Hawaiian Congresswoman turned presidential candidate, ex-servicewoman, and mad, mad, waxhead, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, yeah, so the... 
presidential race or the nominees, uh, the nomination race in the States is getting down to the pointy end. And what else would occur but our candidate is getting stiffed, of course, and not the good kind. She's getting stiffed by her own party, the Democrats, the so-called Democrats. And here's what she's had to say. Uh, Senator Sanders and Vice President Biden, I'm sure you would agree that our Democratic nominee should be a person who will stand up for what is right. So I ask that you have the courage to do that now in the face of the DNC, that's the the Democratic uh, Party, in the face of the DNC's effort to keep me from participating in the debates. These are the, the televised debates that she's been barred from appearing on. To keep me off the stage, the DNC again arbitrarily changed the debate qualifications. Previously, they changed the qualifications in the opposite direction. So Bloomberg, the billionaire reptile, my words, could debate. I ask that you stand with me against the DNC's transparent effort to exclude me from the the debates. Hear, hear. Well said. Um, I mean, what can you say about it? The only honest candidate... Uh, on the left, has been deliberately frozen out of the democratic process. Apparently, someone smarter than me told me uh, her best chance at this point, uh, and our best chance to get a swelling in the White House, is uh, for Tulsi to run possibly on Bernie Sanders' ticket as vice president, because apparently he wants a woman of colour in the White House with him. Um, so, I mean, there's a hope. But Tulsi's not thrown in the towel. She's uh, She hasn't pulled out like uh, Elizabeth Warren. The other lady in the running, she's still in there, but just being deliberately kept out of the conversation. Uh, Fox News, weirdly, are the only ones giving her a platform to speak. Uh, and I mean, yeah, she's uh, she's getting a getting a voice out there wherever she can. But more broadly, you know, these are dark and debilitating times. Dark and debilitating times, Swellians. Uh, but in another way, it's also the new dawn. Uh, you know, and it was it was a, a catastrophe we're always destined to have. Uh, we're clearly living in unsustainable, uh, an unsustainable system. But for the record, I see it like this: ten years of being a journalist for every major newspaper outlet in Australia, my own upbringing in poverty, years living surrounded by poverty in Southeast Asia. Learning about the reasons for that poverty, i.e. American and Western interference in foreign politics in order to steal their resources. All this has taught me this. And this is as simply and apolitically as I can put it. I've said it before, say it again. Colonialism gave us capitalism. Capitalism gave us technology. And technology has given us the power to end inequality worldwide. It still hasn't happened. And in fact, the opposite has happened. Uh, so Google the 15-hour work week. You'll see so many articles on how technology was going to enable us in the West to be working 15-hour work weeks by the 2000s. And, uh, you know, with an obvious upside for surface, it's more time in the brine, bro. I mean, you should be well invested in uh, bringing about this conversation of the 15-hour work week. What happened to the 15-hour work week? All that productivity, which converts into time and money, got sucked up into the bank accounts of the super rich, and as such, we're working as much, if not more, than ever. Now we have automation on the horizon, most of our jobs will be rendered obsolete in the next few decades, so we reach a tipping point, which gives us two outcomes, as far as I can tell. 
either they, the ultra-rich, i.e. the nation-states, the deep-states, the bankers, the bourgeois, brah. Either A, they give up their fortunes and give us back our free time, probably in the form of a uh, universal basic income. Google it if you're not familiar with it. Uh, there's articles in the New Yorker. Uh, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's been studied extensively throughout the 70s. Um, that's one option. The other option, B, is they'll kill us all. And I'd like to believe they're going to give up their money and give us back our time, but the weight of history seems to tell me that uh, option B is probably more likely. And so what, what to do about it? What do you do in such a situation? Well, you get together. You come together. You, I mean, the, in the West, I guess the most obvious pathway out is to join your union, make collectives within your unions so you can change the culture of those unions and, uh, you know, get together and threaten strike action and basically get the power out of the hands of the establishment and the state because it's a fucking write-off, people. It's a fucking farce, and we all know it. Uh, they ain't going to give up their loot. I'd say they're going to kill us all first, so we can either sit around and wait for that day or uh, can get behind because it's all getting a little fucking scary. That wraps up Tulsi Watch. Uh, I mean, <laughs> all right, well, what do we want to, I mean, we'll, st- we'll stick with you, I guess, Lowy, because uh, I know, um, you know, you were a sharp cunt, like, <laughs> what did you get in your HSC, uh, exactly? Because <laughs> I hear there was, like, talk, <laughs> why is this relevant to this show? <laughs> mate, nothing's really... Like, the Swellians... Are sharp cunts as well, mate. <laughs> they want to feel like you are up to their level, not the other way around, right? <laughs> I, got, I, I got into law at uni. Got oh, into law. law. How about that? The sharpest of cunts, as it were. <laughs> but, but having said that, have a look at me now. <laughs> so you passed up uh, a law, uh, the law profession for a, a surfing career, and uh, you know it can be a rocky road when you hang up, hang up the contest jersey. But you landed on your feet, didn't you, Lowy? Yeah, the South Coast Tim Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> My hair's real, <laughs> <laughs> and you tan. I just got back from Indo. It's an RSL tan. <laughs> Fucking, mate, Tim Bailey's tan, that is a spray-on for sure. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what was the question? You've lost me. <laughs> oh. no, we're, we're moving on. We're moving on. Um, All right, let's, uh, I mean, let's go deep on Richo's life. Oh, dear. Yes. Yes. Hey, just so you know, if you want to get real de- deep on uh, Richo's life... Get the man's book, man. His book's on for sale over at the merch desk. Go grab a copy. Fucking oath. Go, I'm sure you can get a copy signed to. I mean, they don't come any more core than Richo. Oh, that story, man, I'm going to fucking tell that one for years. That's <laughs> iconic. Yeah, he'll sign every book. Every book that gets sold after the show. So let's... Uh, Thanks for that. Let's get into it. Yeah, Richo, I mean, uh, tell us about your introduction to surfing. Like, who got you into it? Um, and, you know, where did you cut your teeth, I guess? Yeah, well, my dad was a bit of a champ out at Bulleye swimming. Yeah, Bulleye. And, um, yeah, he pushed us out on me big brother's nine-foot-six Yabba Dabba Do board back in the day. 
and he pushed me into a three or four foot wave and went straight down the mine. I don't think I surfed for another year. But I ended up going to school, saving up pocket money and buying a board and just going down. Because previously I used to go down and sit on the shores waiting for guys to wipe out before leg ropes. And um, I'd jump on their board and go for a paddle just down the beach, get away from them. But when, I, when they got me back to the shore, they punched the shit out of me. So <laughs> that's how I fell in love with surfing, basically. Ah, yeah, I've got a bit of aggro. And that's the, a funny way, Richard. Uh, yeah, well, it's different. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah, so who are the, the really, who are the big surfers around here that you looked up to growing up? Well, Mick and no Paul Brooks. He's a legend out at Port Reef. Yeah, yeah, Brooks, Brooks, his dirt, dirty face is one of the. He was one of the greats. Yeah, one of the greats of the South Coast. Yeah, um, yeah there was plenty on the South Coast. Kev Parkinson and his brother, they were awesome. They were our heroes. We used to watch them out at Santa Point, just annihilate the place when side slippers were in. That in Gilly West, uh, that was his little protege. They'd be out there just doing three sixties in a barrel and stuff like that, and just that's where my repertoire come with three sixties, watching them guys. So I just put that into my repertoire and I've loved doing them from day dot. So I still do them today. Thank God I can still stand up. So Fuck yeah. But, um, Mental. Not that you can still stand up, but you can still do 360. That's exactly right. Did I say surfing? Oh, anyway. No, no I, had a, I had a great upbringing. I had a good family. They were all sports people. You know, my dad won everything he went in. My mum was a lawn bowler. She won, I think... Oh, 15 Aussie titles and four world titles. What? Your mum was a yeah. world champ lawn bowler? Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. That is the, mental. The reason why... Yeah. At any sport that you can drink schooners and smoke a packet of Daniel <laughs> 40s while you're doing it, it's pretty up there. One of the great Aussie traditions lawn bowlers all time. But yeah. uh, yeah, talk, us about, talk to us about like one of your kind of early milestones in surfing, uh, you know, you know, something that just made you think that you could potentially make a, a career out of this or you had a future in the sport, like a big early result or just even a, a big early experience that really kind of consolidated your path? Surfing against Michael Peterson. I used to have pictures of MP all along my wall in my room. Every time I surfed, I'd try to emulate him and, you know, do cutties like him, get barrel like him, whatever. That was back in the day. And then I started having heats against him. Up at the Matara at um, New... Uh, where's that? Yeah, up Newey and down at Bells. Surfed down Winky Pop and Joanna against Mick. It was just like a dream come what, true. What, like everyone probably knows or has heard about MP's presence, you know, as a human. Like, it's one thing to have photos of him on the wall. On the wall. Next thing, you're surfing heats against him. Was it terrifying? Oh, Totally. He just had you in awe. Like, you, you'd be out in the water, like, a minute to go before your heat starts. Mick hasn't turned up. You're going, yes, we've got a chance, you know. Next minute, Mick comes paddling down the point, just blowing everyone out. Oh, no, he's here. Wow. And he just get one wave, get barreled straight across, you know, in front of everyone. He'd just go, oh, shit, we're rat shit. You know, <sighs> he just had that aura where he just blow everybody out of the water. And, um, yeah, he won the par bendel up in Queensland when I first started competing and then then um, in the 2SM Coca-Cola surf about, he just blew everyone out with his little Christmas tree board. 
single fin and then down Bells. He was just unstoppable down at Bells, really. I think that was the year he won his third world title. But um, that year I actually hit strike down from the gong, thinking I'm ready for these guys. I got down to Melbourne, took me two, two and a half days. <laughs> yeah, the Pano. Talk to us about the Pano, Richard. I don't want to sidetrack, mate, but I, I myself am a bit of an aficionado. I drive a 97 long reacher. Mate, one thing at a time, eh? I got, to, I got to Melbourne and then they're going, OK, well, Bells is up to round four. And I just looked at the guy and went, pull over, across the road, and he strike back to the gong because I took too long to get down there. So that missed miss me heat. Didn't even know I was in one, but I missed the whole contest. So I was pissed right off. That's irritating. Anyway, that was my experience. But, um, Ock, have you ever missed the heat? <laughs> Can't remember. Uh, so I take that as a yes. I know. I know. Yeah. I yeah. I probably did. <laughs> I know Jim Banks missed a few heats. <laughs> Don't know where that came from. <laughs> but uh, Richo, man. I mean, MP. He was an uh, an enigmatic character, to say the least. Give us your give us your favourite MP story or, or memory of the great man. Uh, there's two actually. One was up at Tari. Um, I was in the semi-finals against him, surfing on the beach near Saltwater. And Mick was on the point. It was really inconsistent. He had one wave. It was like a ten, straight down the beach, blew us all out. And I'm sitting on this little beach break left, doing a few spinners, having a nice time. And we come in, and I won the heat because he only had one wave, and I had me three waves. And he's standing under the shower, and I walked up. Oh, there's Mick, you know. He's, hey, Mick, you know. And he's turning around going, how the fuck do you do them 360s? And he was just blowing out. And when I think about it, it's the eras that go on. Like these guys, you know, Ock at Bell's doing his backhand smacks and Mick going ballistic at pipe and stuff like that. They're all doing their thing. We were doing our thing, and Mick was doing his thing. And it was just a generation thing where Mick didn't know what the hell I was doing and I went on to win everything that year and the next year but it was awesome just to see Mick and surf against him and the next story was at Bells. I turned up at Kim Thompson's factory at Watercooled to do a new board down Bells because mine weren't working. I was shaping in there at 10 o'clock at night and who was in the other bay next to me was Mick. So we started talking, he's going, I'm doing three boards, he thinks I'm doing one. I went, oh, okay. <laughs> so the lady that worked at the bar said, you know, you and your, me and my wife at the time could stay at her place. So I thought, oh, okay, and she was an attractive lady. Um, <laughs> funny thing happened that Mick rocked in at midnight and I thought, oh, Mick's here, what's going on? But then in the morning, the lady's screaming about 6 o'clock. We're going, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she's going, that bastard took off with me TV, me radio, everything I've got in the house. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> wow. So I had sort of mixed thoughts on Mick after that. I thought, yeah. shit, Mick, not good, mate. Yeah, fucking tea leaf, eh? That's no good. But then he went on to win bells and grab his check and trophy and took off home. So God bless him.
All right, fast forward. Bells Beach, 1981. Hang on, out. Hang on, I've got a question. What's the gong for? Mate, I got this in Nepal. Yeah, what for? I, fucking helps with the head noise, all right? Fucking hell. I'll, I'll show you. Look, I'll give you a little demo. No, I just had to ask a question because I was just didn't know what the fuck was going on. And then once you do that, once you finish with the uh, Tibetan singing bowl, you fucking pack a big romper and just go like this. <laughs> Funk. Because that really helps your head. But uh, I don't yeah. blame him for stealing that TV. I love my TV. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a bad. That is, yeah. <laughs> don't steal Locke's TV. Let's, uh, let's check out this Bells footage. Bells 81, because you were there. It's a famous year. And uh, we've all seen, you know, a lot of this. But this is an unseen wave, uh, as far as the highlight reel goes, that they play every year at the comp. So uh, there's Molly Meldrum having a schooner. That's good to see. I love to have a beer with Molly. I love to have a beer with Mel. We drink in moderation and scotch and the rocks and beer go well. And a uh, bit of a closeout. Fucking big closeouts of bells. Here's Richo running up the beach. Yeah, Richo. Check his thing out. Yeah, Richo. Up the gong. You beauty. Flying along it. Go to the gong. Tauraji's finest. What are your memories of this day, Richo? Like, I mean, everyone talks about it. It's just such a classic day in Australian folklore. How were you feeling when you rocked up to the beach? Because guys were borrowing boards, right? A lot of crew didn't even have boards fit for that day. Yeah, including me. I had a, I had a 6 6 20 wide channel bottom that wasn't going to do it. Um, I ended up borrowing a board off Wayne Lynch, which was that board I ran up the beach with. I was in a heat with Rabbit that day, and Jim Banks had a beautiful 760 offered it to Rabbit, and I thought, you asshole. And Rabbit, and Rabbit said, no, I'm going to ride me 6'2", and I thought, yes. <laughs> How good's that? You idiot. So we paddled out, and the waves were pretty big. Like, there was some 15... There was some pretty 15 big, yeah, foot, I guess you could say that. There was some 15-foot waves coming through, and Nat Young was calling our heat. And where... Um, How was the paddle out? Like, did you paddle out an hour before your heat, or...? There was no this jet ski shit. <laughs> yes. Sorry, boys. Don't say sorry, mate. But, but how was it? Because, I mean, these are the things we don't know about this day, really. Like, were you walking around centre-side, like, two hours before your heat, getting ready to paddle out? Like, what was the what was You the go around like? centre-side, the tide was you, you out there. You paddled out at Anglesey. Yeah. <laughs> Had to. No. The heats were starting... Uh, the heat had started in the water and the next heat had started paddling out. And half the heats didn't make it out. They couldn't get out in that whole time, so they just came in and gave up. they go to the next heat, you know. But um, we made it out and we're sitting there waiting for our heat to start, just packing. And never forget Nat Young going, paddle. That's all we could hear was just paddle about ten times. <laughs> and we're looking out to see and seeing this foam out the back, which no one had seen all day. And me and Rabbit looked at each other and just went, holy shit, we're in trouble. <laughs> and we just like paddling out, paddling out. And then when you seen this first thing, it was capping, and we both just shit ourselves, started screaming and carrying on. 
And we're paddling at it and it's sort of backing off and going, okay, that's cool. Paddle over that. Next one was like throwing. So we like definitely started screaming big time. Rabbit's way inside me, so he's like freaking out. This thing's throwing and he's chucked his board and just dived into the face. And I'm thinking the last one backed off, so I'm thinking, why not? You know, you only live once. So I spun around, just took this thing. You had a fucking crack, mate. You had a fucking crack, love. finest, are you kidding me? Coming from the gong, that's what you do. When you come from the gong, what do you do? This is my new favourite city in the world. I've got to come down here because I've been really backing off having a crack lately. Kind of come and stay on your couch, Lowie. How many TVs have you got first? <laughs> well, Lockie hasn't stolen it yet, so it's all good. <laughs> no, no, I've got plenty of bedrooms. You're more than welcome. Thanks, well, mate. I mean, talking about having a crack, and I was on Lowie's couch. Hang on a second. I mean, I stay at Lowie's. I stay at Lowie's. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's clarify this, Hog. Nah. It just. <laughs> Reminded me, like, you know, staying with Lowy and we had a big night, big night. Lowy wakes me up the next morning. He goes, you're going to need your 7-0. And I'm like, oh, no, where's he taking me? Went, oops, I'm not supposed to mention that. I will bleep it out. You can say whatever you want. No. Party foul. No one, no one heard it. Party foul, anyway. That day was so big, it was like 12, 15 foot, and I didn't, wasn't really into it. Lowy sent himself over the falls, broke his knee, I think. Homer, Chris Homer broke his leg that day. Far out. Fuck. So it never ends with but at least, adventures with But at Lowy. least he had a fucking crack. Well, right. I had a big he crack. Had a crack, crack in his fucking tibia by the end of that day, mate. This man always has a crack. Yeah. So, Richo, you've spun, you've caught that wave. What, what's a big wave like that at Bell's like? Does it still stand up? Does it still do the whole Bell thing? Yeah, basically. That was the first wave I had on Lynchy's board. Um, seven one, three inches, six single fin. So I was a bit unfamiliar with it. Um, I think the first three metres I didn't even touch the wave. And then the rest was just corrugation. And then just trying to bury the rail. And yeah, I was just happy I wasn't falling but you do, off. You do a big old hack. Almost under the lip on that thing, mate. No. Come on. Yeah. On the shorey. The line's only, a psycho. Only on the shorey because I went to pull off and I looked up and went, shit, it's throwing. So I tried to straighten out. That was <laughs> And the thing went over me. And next minute I'm up the beach full of sand and the place is cheering. I'm like, okay, you better know one man. Run up the beach. That's where I was running up the beach. Trying to look like some sort of hero. And I was just about to have a heart attack, to be honest. I got out the point and I'm thinking, no way I'm going to get back out, get out the point. I'm like, out of gas, just going, okay, the heat's got to finish any minute. Nat Young goes, there's a big break, Richo, off you go. I thought, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I paddled back out and luckily I just got out before the next set and that was that one wave I was riding was me back up wave and so the worst wipeout was actually when the heat finished, we had to get in. And we're looking out the back for foam going, all right, let's go. And we started charging. We got about 100 metres and this bomb set come through and nearly drowned the both of us, seriously. No way. It was insane. So how wow. many did you count back then? How many waves were counted back in your heat? 
What one more than rabbit? He had. He no, landed no, on no, his no, head. No, no, no. So I had no, two. But how many were you supposed to catch? Three. Oh, how good is it? To hear stories from that day, Bells, from someone who was fucking out there surfing in that surf. I mean, from the gong, from the gong. Ring that bell, ring a bell. I don't think there's a more famous day in Australian surfing. Can you guys, I mean, other than maybe the day Duke pulled Isabel Latham up on the board, I can't think of a more famous, famous day. It's just like, it's, it's so think, legendary. I think Oki winning world title is probably the most famous day in surfing. Oh, yeah, Lowie. photo appears on the screen of the classic Terry Richard Cuddy at Oz Park. Oh, I changed the subject. I, um, I love this shot right here. This is one of my favourite shots of, yeah, ever. Like, I try, like, I've never really tried to surf like anyone, but I try to surf like that. I like it, you know, the arms, no arms, just, you know. Very John John, this, this sort yeah, of style. And, so yeah, that, just arms down. I try and tell Jay that, like, keep your arms down, but that's an uh, iconic shot right there, Richard. For those listening Thanks, on the podcast, uh, it. it's basically Richo on a singly just fucking gaffing one. <laughs> like an absolute madman. But, uh, yeah. I'm glad you brought this up, Hop, because, uh, Richo, you've had a bit to do with Matt Archibald in your time, right? Yeah, young Archie. You so actually found... Have a go at this guy. There's a boy. There he is. It's pretty hey, well. mad. Can we just do the back and forth on those two shots? Shield your eyes, Swellians. <laughs> Fucking hellock. Nearly the fell off the chair. But see, there you go to show. Like, when you're turning like that, you keep your arms down. Have a go at the fucking cleavage in this thing. You have dead set. Rip that wave completely in half. Oh, mate. That's a good guess. But let's go back to... Uh, the, the, we did that on purpose, by the way. That's three all-time cutty shots. That's fucking so sick. Yeah, thanks. Lowie, uh, we <laughs> couldn't find one cutty. of you, Rhett and Rail, mate. Sorry. Lowie's <laughs> like, thanks. I was like, yeah, thanks, guys. Heaps good. <laughs> uh, Where's the cutty gone these days, though? Like, you do it in the Connors, you get a two. Yeah. The, the, do you reckon the cutty is undervalued these days? The hack. Underrated. Yeah, with the judges on the what, CT. Because do you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. Wuzzle, mate. It's wuzzle. You know what I'm going to say? Fuck the layback. I'm over the layback. It's a risk-free manoeuvre, and I'm over it. Wow, you heard it here first. What a scoop. <laughs> Mick Lowe says... Fuck the layback. I can see the headlines we, tomorrow, mate. It's going to be all over rail. the Illawarra Mercury. We need, we need rail in the water. <laughs> Illawarra Mercury cover page. I'm in all sorts. Uh, Risk-free. Just shit. We're here. We're here. Un- unless it's a Louisian one where you throw fins or John John. Besides that, if you do that I was going to say that. What about the big ones of the big Larrys on the inside of Bells? I mean, hitting that shore is pretty fucking hectic. We'll hit the lip. Righto. Ne- next time we come back to the gong, we're going to set up an octagon, John John versus Lowey. <laughs> You'll be right, mate. He doesn't lift his arms. <laughs> um, don't mention John John. Oh, I, wanna... I really respect him. <laughs> Let's get stuck into Archie just a little bit because this guy is, like, fucking such a natural talent. He's got, he's got the thing. He's got, he's got the ock. 
It's just all there. It's just explosive. It's powerful. It's emotional. How did you two come to be mates? Well, I've seen Arch surfing at the Stubby's Pro in Oceanside. Um, he's blowing everyone out free surfing. Curran and the boys were all pointing him out. Aqua's pointing him out, going, look at this. You've got to see this kid. He's insane. And I watched him surf a few heats, and he was just, yeah, he was insane to watch. But he was catching rails a lot. So he ended up bombing out just before the main event, and I went up and checked out his board. He was riding a rusty board at the time and had these heavy edges. I couldn't believe how he was doing what he was doing on that board. And um, so I said to him, how about I just knock you up a board? So I done him a six channel, and he just went out and blitzed. Just never looked back. Just surfed so good. Yeah. And what about, I mean, how did your... How did you two connect? Because personality-wise, were you, were you similar at all or were you completely different? We were chalk and cheese. Um, Matt was a bit of a rebel, but, like, we connected as far as shape a surfer goes. Um, I seen what he needed. I put it under him and he just blew everyone away. So he didn't have a mind for um, surfing contests. But free surfing is just insane. He still is to this day. I was in California last month. I gave him a couple of new channel bottoms and he was just down two street blowing everyone out just the same as he was back when he was 15. Yeah. Oh, what are your memories of Archie, mate? Because he, 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 he was... He was, a, you know, he was a bit of a phenomenon when he came on. He was a bit like you. I, I really sort of link you two together because there's something raw and powerful and unknown about the way that he was surfing. He was doing airs, you know, and kind of landing them well before a lot of people, uh, functionally. What did you think of his surfing the first time you saw him? I didn't know Matt much. I didn't ever really hung out with him, but, um, but I loved his surfing. But, you know, it was like a next kind of model off pots, really, you know. Um, I think he modelled his surfing off pots a lot. But I loved the way he surfed. Um, it, like Richo said, he didn't do well in events, but... In, um, but I didn't know him that good. I, you never hung out with him, so I don't, I don't know him personally, but I love the way he surfed. And, uh, Richard, I understand you were unfortunate enough to have to rely on uh, Archie for a lift back from the airport once. Can you explain to us uh, what went down there, mate? <laughs> Not the most reliable character, was he, at times? <laughs> well, I arrived in L.A. with a, a half a dozen boards for him, and he was supposed to meet me there. And he said, I'm still in San Clemente, Richard. Just get the bus. So I got the bus down there. Arrived with half a dozen boards on the bus? With half a dozen boards, yeah. Arrived down there and it's just crickets, you know. So I rang him up, Matt, what's going on? Yeah, dude, yeah, we'll be there in a second. We're just up the street, I can see you. So this car, this Mercedes comes cruising down the road, guys hanging out of everywhere. Going, what's happening? There's no racks where I'm going to put your boards. Quick, just throw the boards on the roof. We're all going to hang on to them. We just stole this car. We're out of here. <laughs> and he was, he was 16 then, and all his buddies were sort of like that. Um, and we took off, and we just dodged the police and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, we sort of linked that way a little bit, you know. I was a bit of a bugger back then too, but he was 16, and I was 30 at the time, so... Yeah, but awesome character, such a good surfer and great ambassador for my boards and, um, you know, not just around the gong, but in Japan and mm. everywhere around the world where he surfed, he just blew everyone out with how great. powerful he surfed. 
a great ambassador, not just for your boards, but for speed freak degenerate surf punks the world over, I'd have to say. An absolute fucking legend of the game. On you, Archie. Up the speed freaks. <laughs> Did he have a TV in the car? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, are we shaping, Richard? I mean, you're a fucking... You're a legend of the game, mate. I know you, you love your channel bottoms. and uh, But, yeah, just talk to us about... You know, how, how you got into shape. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, the gong. You gotta love it when the crowd yells out, get a haircut. Aye. That's the bottom of the barrel as far as the fucking takedown goes. Hey, we, we love hecklers in the gong, don't worry about that. But yeah, what got you into shaping? Well played. Because I, I mean, I guess back in those days, uh, a lot of the guys on tour were shaping their own boards. No, I was lucky I started shaping. The funny way that I started shaping, I was. I used to hang out with Kevin Parkinson, being my hero and everything, and I'd follow him back to skip surfboards, and um, I'd watch him shape, and then after a while, after cleaning up his room and doing a few chores for him and watching him, you know, I bought a few blanks, and he said, you should try shaping a couple back at home. So I was lucky enough to use my mum's sunroom, put a few chairs in there and shape these two boards, and I actually made a profit on them, so I was wrapped in that... Got me hooked on shaping after that. But yeah, that was 16 then, so I went on to um, doing bonzes and single fins and with Cole Smith, I'd done a lot of channel bottoms and uh, Cole was legendary from uh, Redhead, Newcastle. He was uh, the original channel bottom king. How good did that guy surf? Cole was, was insane. He was such an inspiration. I tried to beat him so many times in the Aussie titles, he used to give me the shits. Yeah, talk to um, us about cold surfing, you know, like the lines he was taking. Like, what specifically was it that set him apart? Well, he, he started off on Jim Pollard channel bottoms. And he, I went to Hawaii with him when he had this insane quiver of channel bottoms. And we're in the pro-class trials and all the Hawaiians were just laughing at him with these corrugated bottoms and everything. And yet Cole went out there and surfed 10-foot, 12-foot sunset and just annihilated everybody. The lines he was doing were just so fast and, and just so rough off the bottom and just hooking it in the lip on these single fins. And then he'd go out pipe and do the same thing. He won the trials that year at sunset, about 12 foot. Then he went on to get great results at pipe and he also won the Quicksilver trials down at Bell's and a lot of other contests, but, I mean, he's a great guy, great friend, and an insane what surfer. Richard, what about, like, the 70... I think it was the 77 Stubbies. I saw footage of Cole Smith at, and when I was pumping. Uh, were you in that contest? Because that was some of the best backhand surfing I'd seen. Cole Down Smith? Bells? Uh, uh, Burley Heads, Stubbies. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's just yeah. hooking it off the top. Yeah. So in, every, every turn was just perfect on them channel bottoms. They suited him to a T. Pollard just had his number with what he, you know, Cole would just go do me a new board and he'd just bash out a 6-5 or something like that and he'd just go out Bell's first wave on the board and just flog everybody. didn't matter who it was. It was just incredible to watch, you know. And his magic guy, he'd just come in and laugh, go in the corner, have a few cones or something, go back out and smash someone else, you know. The man after that last that. <laughs> Ted's like, that's my new hero. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, mate, it's an incredible career, Richo. Incredible career, mate. Um, and then, I mean, just to, just to top it off, you fucking then disappeared down a coal mine for 20 fucking years. Uh, 
how different was that to uh, your previous life, mate, down at the, uh, the bottom of a coal mine? At Westcliff? Nothing wrong with coal mining, mate. No, I'm not. I'm not no, you don't have to tell All me. All these bastards here are coal miners. You're about to get glasses thrown at you, Jed. Hey, Smithy. Smithy is covered in coal, mate. I know he's got enough weed tar on the inside of his lungs to fucking match any coal miner, so don't even worry about it. They'll be harvesting this corpse, mate, when I'm gone. <laughs> They'll be scraping the insides of my lungs. But, you know, we talk, about, we talk about the dream life of, of pro surfing. It, it doesn't last forever. Lowy... You know, that transition is full on, but then to, to leave that life of just travelling the world and then head down the hole, what are you thinking about down there? Just making a living like everyone else on the coast. I'm still working in the coal mines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fucking mental. I respect it. I respect And he's it. still shaping good fucking boards. Yeah. And he's still ripping. He's still doing three O's. Like, I'm a madman. <laughs> and Lockie's just gone for a whiz. Hey, we're just going to... Um, we're going to start wrapping things up. We're gonna, we've got a couple more seggies to go, but we've got some photos that we want to put up. First one is, is this one of uh, Rich Out Pipeline, which... It's Lowy S. Holy shit, that's a big wave. Mate, where... Uh, is that second reef, third reef, fourth reef, or is it 984? It's 95th reef. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah, the go, Rich Out? Like, tell us about Pipeline, because, I mean, we've heard Lowy talk about it. How, did you, how was your relationship with that wave and, and did growing up around here actually prime you for it? Well, after I broke PT's board out there, um, I think it was a week later, uh, Jerry said to me, oh, you can borrow me 8-1. And I thought, oh, how good is that? You know, I'm going to go out with Jerry Lopez, Surf Pipe, Jackie Dunn, um, all the heroes back in the day. And I, I just happened to be like this size. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, shit, I really don't want to go out there. It's a bit big. And we get out there, and I'm like, yeah, you go this one, Jerry. You go this one, Rory. Off you go, Jackie. And I'm thinking, yeah, I've got all the bases covered. I'm sweet. I don't have to catch a wave. And they've all come out and gone, you've got the next wave. And I'd shit myself. So this was it. And I've just paddled in, jumped up. And as you don't know, I mean, take my hat off to Mickey here. That wave is huge. And Ock. And Ock. Ock surf waves that big. But, yeah, they're pretty damn scary. Like, it's a whole... You don't appreciate how much power's over there until you're out in the water. You know, you can surf big waves here, like big bells and everything. Yeah, they're pretty tough. But these things, these guys will just eat you. And if you wipe out, they'll really smash you. But you know? did you know what that second reef wave was going to do, though? Yeah, about three seconds after that, I did. Coming, on, coming off the bottom, because watching the bowl. Yeah. Whenever I've surfed second reef, you get to first reef and then it just goes, close out. Yeah, that's the thing about second reef. If you haven't been a pipe, like all those washthroughs. How many times have you surfed second reef, Jim? Mate, I've never surfed second reef. I'm on the beach, long and fucking hot ones. Come on, Jim. Fucking tell, idiots, tell, tell, Hey, Going come on, tell, talk me through your second reef experience. Die. Talk me through your second reef experience, Jim. I just told you, mate, I was longing fucking Maui Wowie on the beach going, you fucking <laughs> idiots, what are you doing? To be honest, but like sitting there watching on the beach, watching those second reef days is some of the best, it's the best free show on earth, man. It's fucking wild. Like they're the days where, you know, the, the Aussie punters the, and the, the Floridians, the guys who are just so desperate to make a quit out of surfing, you know. The Brazos. The Brazos. All the battlers, they surf days like these because they don't fucking get waves on the good days. So these are the days... They surf and they get these roll-in fucking, you know, it's like r Russian roulette, man. You, it's like one out of 20 are makeable. 
And, uh, yeah, it's like you said, they just roll into these fucking giant closeouts. The best thing I ever saw on a day like that was Andre Botha, the booger, actually, just picking off fucking just double-up 10-foot fucking end-section things onto the sandbar, like just getting crazy cones. It's, he, he is insane. He's a madman. He is insane. I don't know if there's any boogs in the crowd, but... Andre both is a legend and a good dude and a great surfer. He saved a couple of lives out there. He's, he's battled too. He's battled the fucking demons. So on you both, hey, if you're listening. How, how was your relationship with Pipeline just in general, mate, over the years? Because uh, I spoke to Mick Fanning about it at a night just like this and he said he never felt comfortable out there, never once in his career, even though he had a couple of, you know, key moments, won world titles out there. He, he just felt like the wave was never something he tapped into. Did yeah, you feel I know like you, you got to know it? I know where he's coming from because I was the same after that day. I remember Jerry saying, if you make that wave, you'll get so much respect out here. And I actually made it and all the Hawaiians were sitting there, yeah, bro, and all this. I thought, okay, I've made a lot of mates. That's it. But um, once you wipe out, they'll just turn on you. You'll never get another wave. <laughs> I, I remember about a week later... Fickle I friends, it. aren't they? At least, you, at least you had a crack, though. Like, it's oh, worse yeah. if you pull back and then you're just gone forever. Oh, yeah. Have a fucking crack. Yeah. What about you, Ock? You're a pipeline master. So what's he doing here? He's having a Look fucking Look at the crack. side. I haven't caught a wave that big a pipe in my life. Well, I just want to know from Ock, you know, you won the pipe masters when you were Grom. Your comeback really did start at pipeline... We talked about it a lot on this show, but how did you ever... How did your relationship with Pipeline evolve? Did you feel comfy out there or were you just always shitting yourself? Always, always shitting myself, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, some days, you know, like, when it's kind of that big and especially, you know, like, you know, you, some days, you know, you paddle out there and it just doesn't look like you can do it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's like, you're, like, paddling out going far out that... It, you know, it doesn't look doable. Have a go at this shot of you. I've never seen this one before. This oh, no, is me fucked do I. up. How thick it is. Look how thick that lip is. Dude, this is, this is obviously the comp you won. <laughs> I want that photo. I, I've um, never seen this one. I found no, it today. I haven't seen it either, but, yeah, but some days it just paddle out there and it just looks that heavy that it just it doesn't look doable. And then you see, you know, and then you see guys taking it and you're like, fuck, I've got to go do this in my very next heat, you know, like... And then somehow you just switch on and adrenaline takes over, you know what I mean? Um, my first year, like, I think it was my, maybe this year, it was really, really big that day and um, I got invited and for some weird reason, because I wasn't a pipeline, you know, specialist by any means, I was in the top five as a grommet and not known to have surf big waves before and so they wanted to throw me in the deep end and not come up kind of thing, you know, like I was getting thrown to the... What do they call it? Slaughter of the lambs or something? I don't know. <laughs> Lamb to the slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> Got that backwards. That's one of the movies, whatever. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this actual day, like, my first wave was, like, something like... It was something like that. And I took off. I was in the most perfect position. And I made the drop... And I've got a photo of it. The wave looks unbelievable. But I pulled into the barrel and shat myself. And I was in the perfect spot. And I pulled through. (laughs) And got sucked over and got so nailed. And everyone's like, what did you do that for? And I was like, I I don't know. I just freaked out. And and then then I took a really couple of heavy wipeouts that morning. 
and then um, ended up, you know, just kind of making it through for some weird reason. But, you know, those first two years, Richard was probably in those events. Um, yeah, and, uh, and I got lucky. They I, were heavy years. They I were mean, heavy they years. Were, they were big, was back big, then, heavy years. Because back then, they, it was a one-day event. Did you get invited to those? Ev- that? No, I didn't get invited. Oh, you didn't? No. But anyway... But anyway, <laughs> I mean, but they used to wait. It was a one-day event, and it was like a two-week waiting period, so they waited for it to be 15 foot no matter what. Like, yeah. And, and like, I know that those first couple of years you were in it, you, you did have third, like, second reef days. You had big, chunky swirls. The, the year you won was terrifying. It was absolutely monster. But did you ever feel, ever, from start, you know, at any point in your career, like you had the wave dialed? Comfortable? Nah, no. Nah, I don't think anyone does, really. I mean, or no, probably John John and Kelly and Andy get in the zone, you know, and they do. But they, they spend a lot of time out there. I don't think any foreigner would feel comfortable out there, no. It's funny, because even those guys like John John, Jamie O'Brien, like these guys have been absolutely bent over out there. Jamie O'Brien's... You know, broken his leg out there. John John's broken his back out there. So even the best get fucking minced by the joint, don't they? Oh, they do. Shit, yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, they all, they all like Andy too. Like, you know, they take freaking radical wipeouts. It's shallow, eh? Or... Hey? It's shallow out there. It's shallow out there. And the, the bottom is not even by any means. Like, it sucks, dogs, balls. There's big ambles and holes and everything. Yeah, what's there. the go of those caves and stuff? Did you ever get stuffed down one of them? Did you ever hear about I have. Richo's been stuffed down one of them? What? Talk, talk, talk us through that, mate. I got launched. I got launched just sitting, grabbed me by the head before I actually hit the water and just drove me. I didn't even feel the water. I just felt rock. So I got smacked in the head, ended up getting stitches, but I was stuck under the water trying to push up and I cracked my head, had to open my eyes and look for the light and follow it out. And that was just one of the scariest experiences that ever happened. That is and I come mind. in, my me, me, uh, young that brother's sucks. standing there going, are you all right? And I'm leaning on my board and there's blood all over my board. I'm just going, no, nah. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> oh. so. He's looking at the photographer away. Hanging out with, and he's going, No, he's not right. Quick, the, let's try and help him. The going, Did you get the shot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I come in, I said that. Yeah. Well, what about a round of applause for these guys? You... Ask us a question, we'll tell you no Ask us a question, we'll tell you no lie. Right, we got a rabbit mic coming out. Before we get into this, Smithy, I just want everyone to uh, know that the best question tonight is going to win a $500 Metallica X Billabong collection. 500 bucks worth. 500? Are you kidding This is the, uh, the new collab with uh, Bong and Metallica, mate. Here we go. Who's got a question for Rocky or Richo? Here we go, down front. My name's Nev. Dave. Nev. 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 How are you, Dave? Hello, Nev. Oh, hey, Dilly. How are you? Oh, good, mate. Not good to see you. Oh, Nev with the mullet. Too, I'm the fucking 12 yet. Yeah! You heard the man. Instant cone piece. Have a cone piece, Nev. <laughs> That's a gold cone piece, mate. That's yours. Uh, Nev's on the fucking gear for sure, mate. Have a go at him. 
I just played a 16-year-old's party and my drummer had a fair few little bits of rack left over. Um, Don't forget your buddy's up on the stage, mate. <laughs> Richo. On the absolute best days, where would you like to be in the entire Laura? Fucking, that's almost to give him the Metallica yeah, packet. We're going to have to drop a whole lot of bleeps in this section, I'm feeling. No bleeps, fuck that. Okay, I'd say deep inside a tunnel. Ah, diplomatically answered, Richo. Well played. Except that it is a swelling and crowd, Richo, so you've got to re, re say that and just say deep inside the cone zone. <laughs> no? Huh? Oh, I tried. I tried. Question. Tried. Next. Righto, what's your Steve name? Steve Urkel man? down here in the front row. <laughs> Righto, Richo Anoki. Channel bottom aficionados. Why are they so good? Richo, you've made them for Archie and Oki. Dalberg's 97 skins. Why are they so good? Hang on, what's your name quickly? Gus from Worry Board Riders. Ah, oh, the Worry Board Riders! Great question, have a cone piece, pal. <laughs> Sconed him, that was mental. <laughs> Channel bottoms, boys. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go first, you go second, because you shape them. I, I, I just, I, um, wow, I don't know, they go faster. Like, the deeper, the better for me. Um, uh, Dahlberg shaped me a... I don't think I was any, ever lucky enough to get a channel bottom off you, was I? Probably not, and that's unfortunate. Not hey, shush, late. shush, this is worth listening yeah, to. Yeah, I'll put my order in right now, don't worry about that. I love channel bottoms and, you know, a lot of shapers don't like... I mean, a lot of sanders probably don't like That's sanding right. them. But um, epic, you know, Rod Dahlberg shaped my best channel bottom. I had a really, couple of really good Alan Byrne channel bottoms too, God bless him. But um, I don't know what... And that's why I want to throw to Richo. Why do they go so good? Because I don't know. Well... <laughs> Well, Ox had channel bottoms off some of the best shapers I know, so that's fabulous. Good on you, Ox. Except he hasn't had one off me, so... <laughs> oh, that can't be true. Okay, six, six, channel bottom, please. Eight and three quarters, six, three. Ox, getting kicked. Well, maybe, maybe the best is yet to come from Ox. You never know. Hey, he's so excited at the thought of getting a rich home, mate. Don't even worry about it. Look at him. Now, nah, look, channel bottoms, you either love them or you hate them. And... They do draw a great line, a really fast line. That cutty of mine, that's on a, a six channel, that's for a single fin, and that thing's just flying, so the thruster's probably going to go that little bit faster. But, yeah, they give you something different. They've got good holding power. They're great in perfect waves. Um, if you get the right rocker and fin placement and everything, you can get them to go in anything. Because I done them little fish tails for Archie, and he used to surf Chiba, which was crap in Japan, and he used to just fly, and he'd be doing like airs and floaters and everything, just 100 miles an hour. And to hear Tom Curran wrapping him up, saying he's one of the two or three best surfers in the world, was just a delight for me being a shaper. So I was I was as proud no, as that's punch. a fucking good question. That's a good question, Lowey. Uh, a really good question, Gus. Where's Gus? Yeah, up? Gus is Gus is leading. Keep what about, just, just quickly, there. just slowly on channel bottoms. Did you have a favourite channel bottom? Did you ever get on them? <coughs> next, Every... okay, who's up next? <laughs> next question. <laughs> I, hated, I hated channel bottoms. My technique wasn't good enough at channel bottoms. 
Jeez, you're hard on yourself. Him. You're so hard on yourself, mate. Can we all give a bit of love to Lowy? <laughs> Let's not forget he was number one in the world for a good three weeks after that quickie pro week too. <laughs> on you, mate. Where's, uh, I think we have a uh, potential CT surfer. Oh, I don't want to jinx him. Connor O'Leary's in the room. He's in the top ten yes. of the QS. Let's hear it for Connor O'Leary. Let's get the mic Connor. Connor. Let's get Connor up here. Can we get the he mic? He can answer some questions. I've got a question for you, Lowy, actually. Oh, oh dear. Um, talk us through that experience you had at Chopes that one year. Oh, when I ditched my board. The old disconnect of the leg rope. Fuck, I tried so hard to get this photo, man. I couldn't find <laughs> oh. it. Oh, you didn't get it? No, I rang Jolly oh. and he said, I haven't scanned that image. So uh, this is me and the boys talk. Don't oh, worry. Anyway, it. long story short. Oh. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> uh, no. Um, anyway, yeah, long story short, I was staying with the Hobgoods, who are the gnarliest pricks in the world at bloody Chopu. And we knew the waves were going to be 12 foot. It's like a 12 to 15 foot swell. It was a toe swell. And they ended up calling the contest off. And, and they go, what if you get caught inside? So I'm trying to catch the six footers just to get scores. And I've turned around and this wave was fucking massive. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just gone, I'm out. So I've done the old leg rope off because that's what we all said we would do. So you can't duck dive because you go over the falls. And then, so I just leg rope off, swum to the bottom, tried to hold the reef and nearly went over the falls. I was out of gas before the wave even got to me. <laughs> <laughs> so if I went over the falls, I was dead. So anyway, Are you there's, actually... there's your answer, Connor, anyway. So I'm giving you a tip. Paddle further before you take your leg rope off. <laughs> Are you actually holding on with your fingers onto that fucking razor-sharp reef at Chopes when the, it's never, that big? Never up? let the truth interfere with a good story, eh, Vaughan? But, <laughs> but I was, I was yeah. pretty close to the bottom. I wasn't that oh, far off it. But, yeah, what's that going part. on? Is Con- are you still at the mic, Connor? What's going on in Connor world, man? Are you, uh, he's, uh, Connor's was, a, he's about to qualify, oh, yeah. Connor. You're on the cusp. <laughs> Don't jinx me. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the best. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, here you go, Connor. Southside's hey, absolute finest. Yeah. We need we need it, we need powerful big goofies on tour from Australia. Am I wrong? <laughs> we need one. Yeah. We do. <laughs> we need a couple Connor. more. We need a You few. making a comeback? No, oh, we got Callan. We got Ryan. We got Connor. Let's get Connor's Connor's on. On there. He's on. <laughs> so what do you need? What's the what's the status at the moment? Oh, I don't know. I'm just going to make a couple of heats. <laughs> just fucking keep we'll winning. Make a couple of heats, yeah. Ed. That's I, it, yeah. Can I just give you some advice before you go to Hawaii, mate? Sure, mate. Have a crack. Have a fucking crack. You'll have a crack, all right. But no, seriously, man. I mean, um, you know, you, you, you did qualify and then you fell off. Like, how's it been in that sort of interim period and what do you think has made you better? Since the first time around, yeah, it's actually been pretty refreshing. I mean, it's it's funny the CT. You you think you get on there and you do you'll do less travel, but you actually do so much more because the waiting periods are so much longer and you you spend more time away. So I've had a lot more time to to stay at home and um, just get a bit more prepared before events. And 
Yeah, the, the Kiwi grind's pretty simple. It's, you know, five boards, <laughs> most of them epoxy, and the waves are going to be shit. So, and you're only going for a week anyway, so it's just in and out. And, yeah, just grind a couple of heats out. What wait. about, <laughs> you know, if, if, you know, I don't want to jinx out, I hate sort of going ahead, but what will you do differently if you do qualify? Um... Play around with boards a bit more, I guess, I reckon. I don't know, I got, got a bit stuck. Yeah, maybe a Need couple a channel of channel bottom, bottoms, mate. I don't know. <laughs> maybe can, I, can I suggest, maybe, just maybe before your CT heats, just take a leaf out of Richo's book and just drop the fucking elbow on a few cuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking Might thing. work. It'll get fine these work. days, though, so fuck, but may as well give it a go, eh? <laughs> well, listen, man, every single human in this entire bar is behind you. We all want to see you back. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Fucking swellians. <laughs> and good to see a shy boy back on tour, Rock. Smithy? Yeah, mate. How are you, brother? Good, brother. Just a uh, just a aficionado of the devil's lettuce. Correct, Amundo. <laughs> just wondering, where's the place best place to get on in Australia? Ooh, I mean, I feel like this question's probably best directed to your old man, Vaughn Alfie. Uh, I mean, he's the OG connoisseur, but uh, I mean, I don't mind. I, I, I don't mind the Green Triangle, uh, which is uh, kind of that Dorigo, Armadale, Bellingen. <laughs> Uh, the, the subtropical climate there, just up against the Great Dividing Range, the, some great river networks. It's yeah, really fertile soil. Uh, you know, hard to beat, really. But it's, it's a bit unfortunate, you know, that we're just stuck in this fucking stone age of uh, marijuana culture. It's so... It, it's a fucking herb, mate. It grows. The, the THC oil and the, the CBD oil, it's very good for a range of ailments, everything from head noise to fucking giant cancers and... Uh, Inflammation and stress, and uh, yeah, so um, I hope that answers your question. And uh, have a couple Wait, of gold cone pieces. Yeah, us, Smitty. Well, this is a two part. Righto, I reckon two more, and then we'll wrap up. Bang. Da gong. We'll wrap it. Up the back. Two okay. more. We got a couple up I, the back. I, I thought he was going to say, Jed, why are you such a wanker? Ha 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 ha. Hey, Lowy. No, mate. That's a bit low, mate. Wrong crowd, mate. <laughs> That's right, mate. Oh, you're a fucking hit with Australians, Lowy. You're a hit with Australians, mate. Keep that up. It's only oh. a joke. I got a, I got a question for Mick Lowe. Oh dear. Just a fucking battler from Windang. What's your name, mate? Luke. From, hey, Luke. From Buller. Yeah, Buller. Just a question for Mick. Just a battler from Windang. Mm. How do you beat Kelly? The bloke's got his own pool. Good still, question. Still beat him. He, did, he, he didn't have a pool back then. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not working for him now anyway. <laughs> well, I'm sure he had a pool, but, like, you know, not a wave pool. If you want to check the stats, it's 11 to 1. Mate, don't... And it wasn't in my favour. Don't doubt yourself. <laughs> you're better than him. Everyone I got lucky. Everyone from Wollongong knows you're better than him. He's a fucking man. Give him a cane, please. He's the man from Windang that you. beat Kelly. You're the man from Windang that beat Kelly. I tell you, I tell you what, you guys are one-eyed. I'll give you that tip. Thank you. <laughs> Just one more cheer for Lowy, because the gong fucking loves a bloke who has a crack. This up is the it. back, I can see his hand up. All right, here we are. What's your name, mate? Being a wary boy, Jimbo. 
Where he represent. Uh, originally from down Bali Point Way. So where do you guys reckon the three of you, Richo, Oki and Lowy, where do you reckon the best place is on the sort of the Bali side of the south coast? Oh, come on, mate. You can't be asking questions like that. That's a stitch-up. You, you can't even... You can't win. Have we taught you Seven nothing? Mile Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, Rusty. So, uh, what about Rusty Moran? Is Rusty Moran going to get a look in? Seven Mile Beach. That's the best Rusty? wave in the world. Should we take one more? That was a little stitch up question. Whatever you said, at least one third of the crowd was going to murder, murder you and the other half was trying to try and root you. So, like, yeah, well, at least I, I, I nullified that. You got it right. One more last question, Swellians. Yeah. We're, we're, so uh, you've got your own wave pool now, mate. When are we going to come up there and surf that thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's invited. <laughs> <laughs> 14th of November, just turn up. <laughs> I'll get fired for that, but it's all right. <laughs> are you kidding me? I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? This guy, are you kidding me? 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 Kidding me? Kidding me? You kidding me? You gotta be kidding me. 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 Oh, you gotta be kidding me. 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 You've got to be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me, right? You gotta be kidding me. What? You gotta be kidding me. 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 Are you kidding me? Come on, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? You kidding? You kidding me? Are 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 you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You fucking kidding me? Are 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 you fucking kidding me? You've got to be fucking kidding me. Are you fucking kidding me?